0: hello
1: click click oh no oh no all right never mind mm-hmm. i'm fine good you seem fine hmm.
0: Hmm. apparently my voc levels uh are a little high right now mm-hmm.
1: voc uh volatile yep. something compounds carbon compounds. carbon are you trying to start at the beginning of a song that I'm supposed to know like the jingle of? Yeah. It's one of those bands from Canada with a weird name. What uh, is it
0: uh, when something's got carbon stuff in it?
1: Organic. See? That's what I said. I said Volta Organic Compounds. Listen to my words. Which one are you?
0: Yeah. Hmm. All right.
1: VOCs. All right, so, how, so how are your VOCs? What, first of all, what's telling you that your VOCs have a problem? Is it just the voices or is there some kind of instrument?
0: It's a voice. It's a voice of kind. It's a little mm-hmm. beep
1: beep from my, uh, my uh, aware
0: Starts mm. with A W with air. Of course, it's called aware. Is it spelled like? It's... Did I say it wrong? Is it supposed to be a weir? I don't know how is it spelled. A-W-A-I-R.
1: <laughs> oh, it's a W A I R. Aware. It's a pun. He's air.
0: Uh huh. That's terrible. <laughs> it's not great. A uh, w- air. <laughs> Talking cat. It uh yeah, and so it'll go boo-doop. and that means I go look over, and it says something like your is returned to normal, or your your VOCs are up, or what have you organic
1: carbon Mm -hmm. i mean like when does that if you just take a big dump in the bathroom does that thing go off or what i mean i I go off i do
0: that (laughs) i wouldn't say that no i'll tell you when you notice it is um if i'm running my i got this new dyson uh it's not exactly doesn't not an air conditioner (laughs) it's a a boc
1: sprayer (laughs) stop talking about poop that's so gross that really upsets our listeners you know what um, VOC is in in uh in my in the business world?
0: Oh uh, wait. Uh okay. Hang on. Value. Don't cheat. I'm not value. No.
1: Well,
0: uh, value ordained.
1: No, you'd have to be. You'd have to be <sighs> in it. You'd have to be in Velo- it. Velocity. Velocity. No. Venmo. <laughs> no. Vampiric. It's a it's a tough one. You were like uh, saying value and velocity is are good guesses, but I don't think it's the one you're going to guess randomly. Vain. No, I don't know. What is it? Voice of the customer. Ugh. It's a way of saying we should do things that people like uh-huh. and find out if they like what we're wow, doing. Wow, that's I'm glad we got a phrase for that. So we need to have voice of, voice of the customer needs to be present in all okay. decision-making processes. So we need those VOCs. If you if
0: you, if you you successfully execute on um, that strategy from, from the back end to the consumer
1: facing, mm-hmm. um, do you end up getting better uh, customer sat? See, this is the problem. When you're out of the, when you're out of the business for too long, all your lingo ages out, and now because you know they make, new, make up new, they make up new buzzwords know, like every year, and so now you're just like you're forced to use huh. the few buzzwords that have broken out into the wider world, plus the ones you remember <sighs> from the nineties. Uh,
0: what? <sighs> okay. What? Of all the things I just said that you can remember, because your memory is not great, John. That's which true. one of those was the most dated reference? Consumer facing. Um. Customer sad. I was. I was really just kind yeah, of working towards a you joke. Know,
1: uh, but that the computer man you like. Yep, that's sure. You got that one. I'm with you there. Uh, you're right. I already forgot what you said. Okay. Um. P a h s. Do you know that one? P a h. Hmm.
0: Um. No, boy, I can really can't give you a good clue for this. Okay. A p a h. When we you get p a h s? supposedly, it's from grilling meat. Uh, you can get it from dander shampoo. It it, it puts out p a h s. Polycyclic
1: aromatic hydrocarbons.
0: Hmm. Hmm. That's a good one. And what one. are
1: these? And what are the what are the VOCs and the PAHs? Like, what are they, is, they all, is it all just cancer? Is that where this all goes? <laughs> no, you get out of here. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, is it just like may cause cancer, or is there? In, is my, there a, in, my, in my former life with Dave, the marketing guy,
0: in that old terrible, terrible job that I regret having. Well, I, don't, I I I regret all the people that we did terrible things to. I mean, you cash the checks. Well, thank you. I did. I did my my lucrative twenty two thousand dollars a year. That's right. I mean, um, well, you know, better than zero dollars. You know what? You're right.
1: That's a uh, I can't find my bell. Um, like my first job was only a little bit more than that, and a much later than that. So, okay, you win another one. That's right. Caw caw. That's the time you're flying monkeys. <laughs> they don't um, make
0: that noise. Caw caw. Yeah, sure they do. <laughs> No, <laughs> you're, doing, the,
1: you're doing Hawkmoon. You don't no, know. No, you, you,
0: you told them they sound like crows. And they said, John's always yeah. really smart and insightful. Yeah. yeah. See, speaking of Hawkmoon, which you're not done. You don't know I'm it. not done. I want to answer okay, your question because I'm covered with shame for the job that I used to have. I worked way too hard at. So basically, mm-hmm. we worked for giant companies. It was an environmental consulting firm that did mostly litigation support and some risk uh, assessment. And, um, so there was some stuff where they like helped write EPA things or help fight EPA things. But one of the biggest thing, the big earner for this place was doing, It basically started as doing litigation support for one or actually two, um, technical experts, one of whom owned the company and the other practically owned the company. And so, uh, basically giant companies would get sued and uh, would try to settle out for pennies, and then for dollars, and then for hundreds of dollars. And if they couldn't settle it out, um, they would take it to court and just try to just destroy the people. I mean, not destroy, yeah, destroy, that's a good word. Um, By trying to say like, oh yeah, you know, you're, uh, it's probably your cigarettes that gave you this cancer or whatever. or you know, And a lot of it was real, utter lunacy. But when we ran into a lot, PAHs, people would say, okay, I got PAHs from... I'll never forget this one case. The person claimed a large exposure and dose based upon oh, so the, that led to X Y Z condition. It was something. It was I don't know something like eczema or something, and I don't know whatever it was. And they said it's either from the caulk that we used in our bathroom or the carpeting we recently had installed. So um, have I told you the story? This particular anecdote because it, it does so. stand out. This one does stand out as like pretty pretty wild. And I, I offered this not not to you know remove my own uh, culpability in working for terrible companies, but um, they said, okay, well it's either we I'll let you guys fight it out, okay? It's either from this caulk or it is from uh, the carpeting that we had installed, and you could pretty much guess they they sued the Home Depot or similar that they bought the caulk from. They sued, uh, of course, Dow. One of our clients, and they sued the 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 Georgia the Georgia Mill, like what you know, one of those giant, f- formerly large industries that makes carpeting. Yeah, they just basically sued everybody they could think of, and almost everybody settled out just to make it go away. Like forty thousand dollars is like a rounding error versus what you pay, you know, people like us. And so they, um, yeah, they they basically everybody, I think everybody got out, but Dow. And so that's where I got to make courtroom exhibits that would show like you got. You know, five hundred times the, uh, the level of EPA-approved level of PAH is one time shamp- using like dandruff shampoo. You had that exposure, and then with the other, but it was it was horrible. The other side, the expert witnesses were like these. You know what? One hit theory is. <laughs> is that is it a music industry term? Yes, and so basically going up against these equally lunatic uh, people on the other side who would say the most. So one hit theory, if I remember correctly, is the idea that even. One exposure to one molecule of a carcinogen can give you cancer for mm-hmm. a given system.
1: Yeah. So, you know, it was clowns versus bozos. I'm looking at the pH page here. It says you can get it from uh, motor vehicle exhaust, cigarette smoke, wood smoke, or fumes from asphalt roads. Oh yeah, for sure. It's basically it looks like coal tar. It's in coal tar and it's it's in seared uh seared or grilled meats. Yeah, people yeah, you know, people take NPHs when they eat uh grilled or charred meats or foods or yeah. food or foods on which PH particles have settled from the air. Yeah, but I mean, it's there's just so much voodoo. Well, I guess we're not saying that anymore.
0: There's so much kabuki, <laughs> there's
1: so yeah. much racism keep, keep to trying, all of keep this.
0: <laughs> really,
1: this is going to be this is going to be one for the books for me. I can feel it already. It's like our entire vocabulary is I know, I know, I know.
0: But, um, but you know, there is, there's a lot of, uh, you know, I'm not a sciencey person, (laughs) but like I, I do know stuff like, for example, like, yeah, I would not use there's certain kinds of California standards that uh, you've heard that phrase, an abundance of caution. So out of an abundance of caution, we have orders of magnitude things for this kind of exposure. Everywhere you go in California, you're going to see that sign that says, you know, this uh, place, place contains chemicals known by the state of California to cause cancer you know, I mean, yeah, it can, but it's not an adequate, you know, the, the dose makes the poison. That's what Paracelsus
1: said. Yeah. I get that. Sometimes I get those products from Amazon and we order them on Amazon and it never tells you that the state of California has determined this product contains substances that cause cancer, but it just comes in the mail and it says You that. can't it's believe like...
0: what I cannot get. You, you would not believe the array of products, this nanny state of California. <laughs> yeah. Golden, well do they just let you get cancer? The golden nanny state. Well, no, but it's stuff like I can't get a decent shower head.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, that's not just California. That's okay. the whole country. Is, well, is in, like, apparently they deliver to Chicago, it turns out. Um, are, they, are there states that are exceptions? Because from watching home improvement shows for uh, low these many years, it seemed like the plague of bad showerheads just swept across the whole country.
0: Well, I mean, California in particular, you know, they say as goes California goes mm-hmm. the country in the world because it's such a, a huge market that if you can't make it work in California, I mean, It's like a bigger economy than Italy, at least at one yeah. time. And and you have no water. And we, well, you know, we keep pouring into the ocean. You know, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, if you didn't do that, you'd have fun. The windmills are killing the birds. all oh, the floor <laughs> has way too much leaf. Mm-hmm. Um, Should think about no, but that. there was one yesterday. I tried to get, um, out, and there's a lot of stuff that's like there are a lot of things where, where it's it could be San Francisco c- city county or state things like like I say like water conservation. I'm not I'm not against water converse, conversation like. I, unlike certain people i don't need to flush the toilet 10 times i have a gift mm-hmm. but um but no it is frustrating there was something i tried to order on amazon yesterday that i bought previously on amazon and i got the dreaded uh this cannot be delivered to this current address and
1: mm. amazon doesn't tell you either you think it would tell you because it knows no, it, says it, on, it says it on the site oh, all right. it, well, see if i can find it for it's you. better than like you ordering it and then you know waiting for it to arrive and then finding out three days later you get an email and says Sorry. no that
0: only happens with macbooks pro Right. The, um, the 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 other one though is uh, perchloroethylene, so there was that that is the primary one of the primary constituents in dry cleaning fluid, and got you know really run up the flagpole about all kinds of conditions in the seventies and eighties, and uh, and so you know stuff would happen like somebody would buy a lot, and then they would say oh no I just found out this used to be a dry cleaning store, mm. and so now they have to do uh, they how to do risk assessment and, <clears throat> and remediation and all that stuff. God, this is fascinating. What a fascinating way to be canceled.
1: Yeah. This is very much like, uh, the job that, uh, uh, Jack had or the unnamed protagonist had in yes. uh, fight club. Yeah. That was about insurance, right? Yeah. But it was similar, defending corporations from people who feel they were wronged by them and figuring out if it's worthwhile to, uh, settle and, you know,
0: yeah, very record. much. It's a, it's a, it's actually a whole career and Dow. Yeah. Good old Dow. Dow. Welcome back, everybody. <clears throat> this is episode, according to uh, the document, John's going to probably use to trick me. Uh, episode one forty eight uh, of uh, what is this? This is reconcilable differences with John Syracuse, and uh, uh, we are we are we are supported by our uh, uh, advertisements that run here. But uh, you know, uh, our favorite way to be supported is by you, the listener. You can always go to relay.fm slash rd rd. Yeah, and you can sign up and what you get is you get an episode if you don't like advertisements. <clears throat> you can get a uh, when our episodes come out fortnightly, <laughs> you get an ad-free episode and then at least um at least once a month, I think is the the compact. It's a compact. At least mm-hmm. once a month you get bonus content. This week's episode there's going to be bonus content. Uh, so so go sign up, John, John, what's the bonus content this week?
1: Post content this week is, in theory, uh, it's, you know, it's what we, it's what it's we, meant to be. As they we say, call, yeah, we we call Audibles anyway. In theory, the post content this week is a revisitation, uh, a modified revisitation of our classic "Secret Weird Things People Do" series. Yep. Which I'm trying to make sound like something on an NPR show, but it is totally not. It's just a bunch of BS. We do on that show, but anyway, there it is. So relay.fm slash rd. The R. Are is tell for people rec, what it is. The D is for diffs. The yep, rec yep, is yep. for reconcilable, and the D is for differences. Mm-hmm. Throw that D. Do you uh, do you want to tell people what it's meant to be? What's what
0: meant to be? I'm trying to go all in on English things and see what I can. Oh, okay, no spoilers, but it will be a twist on um, on that. Yes. Okay. Very well. (sighs) Relay.fm slash rd. How how you doing? You hanging in there? How's your corn? Yeah. 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 Hanging in there. I'm thinking of trying to cut my own hair. Because here's what I figure. I figure, so I saw, I saw George Clooney on uh, Stephen Colbert mm-hmm. talking about how, how he uses a Floby, mm-hmm. and and then I thought, you know what? What's the worst thing that can happen?
1: I, I come well, don't I mean, happen. if uh, logic holds, the uh, worst thing that could happen is you end up looking like George Clooney, right?
0: hmm He's a Cincinnati
1: boy, too. We have a lot of the
0: same uh, autographs from the Reds. Anyway, uh, and so I thought, you know, what's the worst thing that can happen, apart from sepsis, I guess? But uh, I, I figure if I try it and it doesn't work out, you know unless i can <laughs> cut off a big part of the back of my hair in the back i can always just you know get a cleanup from uh clean cleanup clean job yeah that's what from you my Last i saw you you had you had yeah. the
1: alex cox cut
0: and i love it but you know it does grow back and right now really?
1: i look like i don't know i look like somebody on punk rock day mm. oh because it's still it's not like long enough to lay down but it's not so short that it like, imagine if Paul uh, Simenon from The Clash was not as handsome. Oh, lost me. The Clash is a band from England. I know The Clash. I don't know the names of the members. C, L. London Calling. Right, okay. Oh, wow, nice pull. I know. You're really, really <laughs> going you. for those deep cuts, aren't you? I'm just saying, I know what The Clash is. I just uh-huh. don't know the names of the members.
0: The answer, the answer, by the way, John, is you should go. Hold for a laugh. Uh, mm-hmm. I've been watching a lot of Clash documentaries. My, uh, my daughter is very into the, well, very into. She's into the brand, The Clash. Oh, yeah, because of the boys, because of the boys, because of that one scene with that that song, the one Clash song you know. <coughs> what scene do they, do they that like use that, do that do. in in season two? They use that in one of the big scenes. It's used in lots of things. It's also used in um. You know what? You know it's used in. Where's my bell? Also used in Patriot. Do you remember S one E one? Let's see. No, only seen that I'll once. sing it for you. Do 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 doo. Run the bull.
1: I know the song.
0: Yeah, when they riding the bull. When the cut to, when um when uh, cool Rick goes to see John ride the bull, it's gonna be that Mm -hmm. one last time. It's that beautiful touching scene where he he it's all English people, people who are, as he points out, not from Texas riding Mm -hmm. the bull. And then they play London Calling and the English guy falls right off. And then John, you see John get on, he's doing great, he's mellow, and that wonderful moment where I don't, I don't know if he even looks at Rick, but you, Rick realizes what's about to happen, and Rick just smiles the tiniest bit, and Rick, like, or um, John basically lets himself get thrown so that he can go mm-hmm. help his family, because that's how he does. It's a really good show. Y'all should watch it, and you should watch it again. Shame on you. I still haven't mm-hmm. seen season two, so. <sighs> season two was not as good. I as well. had that feeling, you know. We, we, we watch the boys a lot. That's mm-hmm. one thing. I've heard you had a um uh what's, how far in are we? Okay. Oh, oh,
1: before we get on were, we're start speaking of haircuts. Yeah, I mean, yes, you either. know because I think I sent you a picture, but I got a second <laughs> quarantine haircut. Second yep. at home quarantine haircut recently. Yep. Yep. Um <laughs> I think we we made some improvements from last times in terms of uh which parts are long and which parts are shorter, how even it is, but we did have a few incidents. Yeah. Two two incidents, one in the back with the little with the little shaver, you know, the sh- the buzzy shaver thing where you're just supposed to like clean up the edge, yeah. and there was a little mishap there. You got there was the opposite there. of a Padawan braid. Yeah, there's a little <laughs> mishap there. Um, Nothing.
0: It looked great. It looked really cool. You look kind of, if I could say, punk rock.
1: No. I mean, no. It's, yeah, so my wife, like, slipped and went up about an inch and j- shaved out a little bit there. And then it's like, the, well, I can even it up. You know that? It's like, well, if I just oh. make it that height all the way across. And I, I mostly nixed that. And I said, look, here's what I'll allow you to do the evening. I didn't allow her to actually even it, but I allowed her to trim up a little bit to it's crooked now to be clear it's totally crooked but that felt safer to me than uh chasing chasing the needle as they say in aviation all the way up the back of my head until i had nothing and then a second one is told her not to try to cut the the front of my head anywhere because there's very little hair there to begin with mm. and mm-hmm. just don't worry about it like i'll handle that myself and she took off a big chunk on the front right corner and so i'm kind of have no hair there but like you said it'll grow back so yeah, you sound a little lopsided a little bit yeah. It's fine. I, there, it was, this it this so should odd. be a
0: topic. This should be a topic. And if it is a topic, please write down that it was my idea and what I meant when I said it. Which <laughs> is that I ran across this the other night because one of my projects is that I needed to, uh, long story short, install like basically a curtain rod in my kid's room. And, you know, I, I am the major many times cut once guy in our family. Everybody else is just... Ah, we're we'll just gonna see. We'll just put it here. It would look nice to put here. And it's like ah, no. You have to see how long the curtains will be when they ah. You gotta ah ah ah. And uh I had some trouble with it. Basically, I was using the plaster style mount on a wood, on wood. And I was like, I was getting frustrated. and I was like, arr, arr, I screwed this up. Da, da, da. Now I could have, as as people say incorrectly, double down. I could say, okay, now that I'm really mad and I screwed up, I should really spend some more time on this. I think that is when you need to have, it's a rookie mistake, unless it is critically important or you're trying to like get out of a Turkish prison. That's not the time to lean further into what you're doing. That's the time to take a break, walk away. And I think when people get into these, oh, I just need to even this side now type scenarios. And and then you don't even look punk rock. You look more new wave. Nobody wants that.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that's, I I don't, I know very little about cutting hair, but the one thing I know is don't try to fix it, (laughs) because That well, it's sort of
0: like sort of like the corn, in some ways. Uh, about the with the pandemic, like one of the the myriad frustrating things for me has been like you know, you don't get extra credit for everybody, for almost everybody almost dying. You get credit for stopping this thing as soon as possible. Throw everything at this, you know, and then these the, all those little reopenings over over time. John, when when did we first start talking about this and the whole like meerkat or whatever sticking its head out and then you got to start over. We've been talking about this since probably March, April. Mm -hmm. Like, stop, everybody. Really, really seriously stop. And you know what what happened? You didn't stop. And you know what happened?
1: Everyone went home for Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's what happened.
0: Yeah, it's, you know, but, yeah, my new theory in some ways, my new corn theory is that, and this is not super insightful, but I do now see a lot of people that are quote unquote wearing a mask. So we've all been saying for a long time, please put your nose in the mask. Everybody Mm -hmm. should know better, but ask yourself this, what do you know about people? Well, here's one thing we know about people. We can, we can kind of, um, anybody who has been wearing a mask, even incorrectly, you ask that person, hey, have you been wearing a mask? And like, yep, every day. I'm so sick of it. I'm really tired of wearing a mask. Because what are they going to say? Oh yeah, I have a mask over my chin, but so technically I'm not really wearing a mask. Correct? Like you say that to somebody, they're going to be, are you kidding me? I've been wearing this damn thing every day since March and it's driving me crazy. So I'll bet you Dimes and Donuts. There are a lot of people out there who would self-report as I'm a good boy, and I'm doing mask things. And a lot of times, in my in my experience, it's older people and it's the nose sticking out, which in my to my understanding means yay for you not spreading it to others so much. But that's a you got a big old honking vector out there right now. So yeah, you think you're a good boy. You think you've been wearing the mask. You think you're tired of it. But like, you're also, you're not doing hardly anything to actually protect yourself.
1: I mean, it takes a level of uh, sort of mental dedication and vigilance that normal people are never asked to do in their lives, like just simply never, like people arrange their entire lives. So they will never have to have that kind of uncomfortable vigilance for that long. Because, you know, this willpower is a limited resource. And in general, it's the reason why people find it very difficult to break bad habits or even ones that are going to kill them, like smoking and so on and so forth. And so where, you know, like it's, it's not surprising to me that people just do not have the, the, the sort of the, the, the charge in their batteries to yes. do a thing that they find uncomfortable and don't really understand for a year. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I never got it. So it's like insurance or something where you're like, I, yeah. I never got it. So I must've
0: been doing a good job, but you're correct. Bad habits, are hard to stop and new habits or new additions to something are hard to learn. On and, other hand, and, my,
1: and my favorite thing, when, you know, like just the basic failure of rationality, people don't make decisions that way, right? Uh-huh. Like, even though intellectually, in theory, if you give them a quiz, they would check all the right boxes, like you said, like if you, they'll give the answer with their nose sticking out saying, oh, yeah, I've been wearing the mask since the beginning, right? Yeah, we am wearing it right now. Right. They know all the answers, but there's a disconnect of like, yes, but how I actually make decisions from moment to moment doesn't even engage that part of my brain that would give yep. you the correct answers for that quiz. It's classic, I mean, it's an even more version of thinking fast and slow.
0: But like, for example, yesterday we did a, a couple dump runs, and uh, well, this sounds gross. I had to go drop, drop some stuff off those, at the those dump. Those VOCs, my, yeah. My, my, hmm, uh, my lady friend who like, I, my lady friend and my kid like don't do, they won't walk past the door without a mask on. Like I'll take out the trash to our garage, but mm-hmm. they won't like cross the threshold without having a mask on. Like they're both very almost militant about it. And like, but you know what, we were driving there in the van and my wife was so ashamed because we're about to, to like, we're going through the scales, you know, when you go in Mm -hmm. and, and for like half a second, she didn't have her mask on and she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry to a person who's like, you know, four or five feet away from her who Mm -hmm. who does have a mask on, but she was so embarrassed because she's so good about it and she didn't want to break her,
1: her record, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's true of me as a reason every single one of our vehicles has a million masks camped out in it, because how many, you know, six months in, you're still getting into the car without a mask. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's like, well, I've got it in my pocket. I'm just walking, you know, into the, into the driveway to get in the car. And and then you get in the car and you're going down the road and you're like, oh, where's my mask? And that's I why know, it a feels hundred really masks weird. in every car.
0: Mine become almost like a because well, I usually wear this sort of over shirt, like this long sleeve button up shirt. It's very cozy. Um, it's my top layer usually. And I always keep one. and it's well marine layer. Check it out. They have pockets on the side. You can put your hands in. It's really nice. And so I always have a mask in my right pocket. So where it's become almost like a pocket watch.
1: Like if somebody you know, comes like, to the like door. Like a pocket hanky. Every one of my jackets has masks in every single pocket. Yeah. Jammed <laughs> Just, in there. Right, and doggy poop bags, to be fair. But, yeah.
0: oh, you know, you're such a good citizen, John. It's no wonder people worship you.
1: Uh, doggy poop bags i feel like there's been a big change like i owned a dog i mean right granted my first dog i owned was in georgia which i think many yep. things about society are different down there and uh we picked up the dog's poop most of the time but when we took the dog to the park we didn't pick up the dog's poop we were totally bad you're outside who cares we, we're, not in the, we're literally yard. in the woods like yeah. it's we're in the woods it's like <laughs> the other animals poop there fine but yeah. that's not the culture here the culture here is pretty universally you always pick up the dog's poop 100 percent of the time even if they poop in the literal park because we live near a park
0: Oh my God, it's it's the opposite of that here in the sense that they're, not opposite, but like there are people here who are what you're describing. And then there are people who just never do it. You must get that as well. I mean, yeah, it's cities, you got to expect people, they're
1: going to poop on your front doorstep and they're just going to leave it there because so they'd be like, uh. Eh. And also the dogs, yeah. Yeah.
0: This episode of Reconcilable Differences is brought to you in part by Squarespace. You can learn more about Squarespace right now by visiting... Squarespace.com/slash-diffs. Listen, you know, Squarespace keeps buying these ads because I guess there are people out there that still don't have Squarespace sites, which seems weird. You, you got to get the Squarespace. You, you drag, you drop, you move some stuff around. It's it's a as as they say in Mike Mike Hurley's homeland, you know, it's a doddle, it's a doddle. What's important to know today is that the, they would like you to make your next move with Squarespace because Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea. With a unique domain, award-winning templates, and so much more. Oh, I hope the domain is, is unique. Otherwise, you're going to run into some serious problems. They're going to help you with that, the, the uniqueness. Whatever it is you want to do. Maybe you want to have an online store, a portfolio, a blog. You know you you can. You know what I used to like to do? I haven't done this in a while, but it's great. You can just drag in a, a little dongus that lets you link to stuff on Amazon. right? You get that little weird, uh, what's called, ASIN or whatever. You get that number and you say, hey, this Fantastic Four comic should be on my website. Boom. Bob is your uncle. It's that easy, literally. It's an all-in-one platform, okay? let lets you do whatever you want to do. You know, there's nothing to install. You're worried about installing things? Don't worry, there's nothing to install. Do you worry about patches? Don't, because Squarespace has that covered. Oh, oh, but, but you probably got to do upgrades, right? No, no, up, no upgrades. Never needed. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff because Squarespace has got it covered. And, you know, if you do run into a jam, don't worry. They have award-winning 24 by 7 customer support. If you ever need any help, shoot them an email. You know, again, it's another doddle. It's very easy. And they let you quickly and easily grab that unique domain name. And do make sure your domain name is unique. Because otherwise, like I said, you're going to run into problems. And you're going to have to email their award-winning 24 by 7 customer support. But they're going to help you with that. They're going to help you with that because they're Squarespace. All of those award-winning templates are beautifully designed for you to show off your great ideas. I have been using, I have to guess, I've been using Squarespace probably a majority of the life of the thing that is squarespace i use it for the roderick online podcast always have always will that's where the episodes go it's where the show notes and the photos and whatnot go and, and, and it's really easy you, you dragging and dropping dragging and dropping you know you, you got to get the squarespace personal sites uh, i love it all the nutty part is their uh squarespace plans they start at just 12 dollars a month which is empirically hardly any money especially for a website but, you, you know, you go now, you start a trial. No credit card required. You just go to squarespace.com diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. Okay? And when you decide to sign up, use that offer code diffs. That is going to get you 10% off your first purchase of a website or a unique domain. And it will show your support for John Craig, Syracuse. So I know he, he loves it when his flying monkeys support him. Uh, he doesn't talk about it. He's probably muted. But uh, but you know, th- throw the guy a bone, or or you know, throw him a second monkey. It's, it's really not my not, not my decision, okay. And when you decide to sign up, use that offer code diffs. You get ten percent off. Do it, just do it. It shows your support, right? Squarespace.com/slash/diffs offer code diffs for ten percent off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for supporting Reconcilable Differences and all of
1: Relay FM. That's city life for you. But now here, here I think people are really really good i I've, I've only found poop on our like front lawn or on the thing that i don't have a word for that's between the uh, sidewalk and the street um oh you yeah you need a name for that still don't you do you have a word for that one landing strip
0: no that's brazilian no what is it called it's like a it's not a boulevard we, t-
1: we it's talked, really, we talked about it's it. did, really it's really narrow it's like it's yeah. like a foot and a half wide it's my that, lawn a, sidewalk yeah, a, foot yeah. and a half of grass curb street Good. okay, okay
0: um we should get into it because we do have
1: bonus con you had an interesting um this is a full topic or is this a my topic Are we i've got a mini before the full topic it's a okay. quick one but i feel like i don't need to get it on the record in case it develops if it doesn't develop oh well throw away thing um but mm-hmm. it does mm-hmm. relate to my part of my quarantine coping uh which has been uh not just teppanyaki videos but also car rebuilding videos okay that i, I watched people buy old cars that have problems some of the channels buy like uh what are they called uh, salvage titles where it's a totaled car oh okay i know i think i know what you're talking about yeah so you get something
0: that's real it's like oh you know there's that net no like a netflix show where you try to like bring back an antique that's really really screwed up it's sort of like that it's like a challenge you
1: get a dodge dart swinger you're gonna trick it out but somebody put it in a lake and now you got to deal with it Right. Or even just like, I mean, the ones I'm watching are on YouTube, not Netflix. So it's mostly just like, you know, 20 somethings who have a little bit of money who who, like they have a dream of having a very expensive car. Like, hey, I want to get a Ferrari. Well, how about a Ferrari that went into a lake? You can get that real cheap. (laughs) Right. But of course, it doesn't run and it's totaled. (laughs) I'm just imagining that. That sounds like a character on the simpsons to me how about the ferrari that's in a lake yeah that's that's <laughs> uh, that's uh salvage auctions these are cars that have been totaled totaled by insurance companies and where do mm-hmm. you think total cars go like it, Having, if they have some value people buy them for the parts but sometimes you can buy you know a very expensive car for right you know pennies on the dollar that doesn't run and is missing large parts of it but then you can spend some smaller amount of money to make it run again by rebuilding it and then sell it for a profit right yep yep or just then not sell it and just end up like, now I have a Lamborghini and I spent $35,000 on it, which sounds like a lot, but it's a Lamborghini for $35,000, right? Right. Sure. Um, Anyway, I've been watching these channels a lot just because I like, it's it's the same reason I watch home improvement shows. It's fun to watch people try to fix things. It's extra fun when it's a bunch of amateurs on YouTube sort of learning as they go because there's lots of drama there, whatever. Um, And I've learned much more about the nitty gritty details of the innards of specific cars and what things actually look like and how you actually disassemble them and reassemble them, as opposed to just the theoretical stuff I'd know about cars from like reading magazines and, you know, and it seems like it must be
0: like a that. very different, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's one thing to say like, okay, I want to change my own oil or I want to try and, I don't know, fix an electric, not electrical problem, but you know, where I'm, there's one thing that is an, an understandable, knowable thing to fix. I can hopefully do this without screwing up other things, but you're talking about like multiple system failure. Like it could be like when you say it goes into a lake, like nothing, hardly anything is going to be usable about that. And then so you have to, from the beginning, decide a strategy for how you're going to find out how much is salvageable and what you would be willing to spend to do it. It must be right. Isn't that part of it?
1: Certainly. And although I use the went into a lake example, one thing you very quickly learn from this channel is, look, if there's any water damage, just give up. (laughs) <laughs> just yeah it's that not, used to be a
0: regular topic on car talk i remember like i remember one time somebody spilled a gallon of milk in the carpeted yeah, uh, yeah, burned it, car. it to the ground
1: <laughs> exactly because <laughs> like you can salvage, you can be a part quote-unquote parts car at that point but water damage is killer but like but a lot of it's ones that are an accident so sometimes there's just whole parts of the car missing like oh well this car doesn't have the front end but in this car the engine's in the back so really all you're missing is The suspension the steering the frame you know like and it's it's the tricky bit of knowing like well if this one piece of the car is bent in the slightest it's worth zero dollars but if that one piece isn't bent it's going to be worth sixty thousand dollars right in terms of what you can sell it for later Mm -hmm. you know Um, yeah so it's anyway it's, it's fun to watch and what it's got me is much more practical knowledge about parts of cars so recently in my drivings because i'm driving my kids to and from school so they don't have to be on the bus or one of my kids anyway soon to be two of them which is a whole other uh, go for poking your head up thing that we've Eesh. talked about in the past i don't know to i can do now but anyway so far so good anyway i'm driving my kids and so i have more occasion to use my car and just this monday i think uh yesterday yeah i suppose yesterday uh when i took the car out uh, and I turned on my blinker to make a right turn. I noticed the telltale faster than normal blinking of the little thingy on the dashboard. Oop, that's not good alternator. Do you know that one? I thought everyone knew this one, but yeah, I'm,
0: isn't it? Is that? all oh, it's
1: not alternator. No, this, so this is. I I I had to. Ask, I told my kids this because I realized I don't know how I know this because I didn't read it and I haven't seen it on any car rebuilding channels. But somehow that from sounds my sounds familiar. I feel like I should know. I know this. what I mean. So what you know? what I'm talking about when you turn when you turn right, like a yeah. It normally goes tick tock, tick tock, tick tock, mm-hmm. and yeah. there's a, usually a little light on your dashboard that blinks in time with the tick tocking, right? If one day you turn on your blinker instead of hearing tick tock, tick tock, you hear a double speed tick, like tick tock, tick tock, tick tock. It is essentially twice as fast as it would be. What it's trying right. to tell you, usually, as, according to my knowledge that I have no idea how it got into my head at all, probably my father told me at some point, is that one of your bulbs is out. Right. That's how you. How otherwise how would you know? Because uh, it's you're... overpowering the existing one it's no there's actually that, like a, a mechanism in the cars that say if you don't feel this resistance on the circuit it means that there is a that one of your bulbs is out there for oh that's tick, interesting okay cool because you wouldn't obviously
0: that's not the kind of thing one would notice
1: and until someone honks if you, at you or something and it's well, a that's what i'm saying a or you got pulled
0: over but if the thing's still st- behaving to your use of it exactly the same as last week yep. i get it that's all i did not i did yeah. not know and that so that's a feature not a bug
1: yeah and the fact that i knew that since my childhood means this is probably a very old feature of cars it's not super high tech or anything so right That happens and you know I'm like now, like I I I'm waiting for my kid to get to the car and I get out of the car and I'm like, I'm gonna find out what which blinker is the problem. So I turn it on, I look, the back one is blinking, the front one is not. I'm like, aha, the front, the front one's dead. So then I look and I say, okay, well, what's wrong with the front one? And I get in there to look at the bulb and the filaments are intact. Like you can see it with these, you know, modern clear uh things. Mm -hmm. I can see right through the headlight thing and to the bulb, and the bulb's got filaments on it, and they are not broken. Like, huh. All right. Because now at this point, I'm like, look, all this mm. time, all this time spent watching car rebuilding channels, I'm raring to go. I'm like, I n- I sure. know all the different parts I, of this it, car. it wouldn't be a fuse because the fuse probably would be servicing both. Well, that was my next linkers. question. All right. Well, what about the fuses? Because you learn from all the car rebuilding channels. Oh, yeah. The fuse boxes and there's that's multiple the fuse boxes. That's the corrupted font of cars. Right, exactly. So and then it's like and then while I'm waiting for my child to come uh, to get into the car for school, I'm sitting there and I'm flipping through the owners manual finding the page that has the fuse listings so like well the fuses under the trunk are, are, are control these subsystems and the fuses in the glove box control these subsystems and I'm going through all of them and none of them say indicator and I'm like, Do I just not know what it's called? Blinker, turn signal, turn indicator, indicator light. There's ones for the high beams and the low beams. And I'm like, Well, maybe the low beams also count as the blinker one i'm like oh i can't figure this out but i'm like i'm gonna i'm gonna figure this out so i go like drive my kid home come back in now i resort to the internet sit down in front of my computer do Mm -hmm. some brief googling and it's like maybe the hazards are is the fuse that's connected to the the indicator um because that's also a thing that blinks and you know i actually had trouble finding it um like any information about what was connected but i'm like well i'll just look at the fuses i look at the fuses fuses are all good i'm like ah well you know, I'm, I'm starting to get frustrated, like, just like they do on those channels, like, what the hell is wrong with my thing? The bulb is fine. The fuses are fine. I'm like, let me just take out the bulb and, like, reseed it, and I'm, like, feeling, finding all these things about sometimes it, it melts because it gets too hot, and the connector melts and all these problems, so I'm like, alright, I'm just gonna go take out the bulb, mm-hmm. right? Because I know how to do that because I watch car rebuilding channels. Sure. And and I reach in there, reach behind the headlight to take out the uh, turn indicator, and what do I feel? But a little little thing that I'm about to Untwist to get the bulb out, and at the end of that little thing that I'm about to take out is the telltale feel because I can't see it because it's in the dark, you know, inside the the hood. The telltale feel of the ends of a bunch of wires in my hands, like oh. a tiny little nubbin of the end of a you bunch a, of wires. You got a critter. You got a critter. <laughs> I'm like oh. I'm pretty sure that that, oh, that no. light bulb should be connected. To something and not just be two little tiny bare wires poking out the light bulb. I, I like I like your theory. I think I think it should be connected to work. Yeah, and that like reminded me that I should always use my computer debugging skills, which is basically is it plugged in? And the answer is no. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, know, is I, it
0: plugged in? What
1: is it plugged in? Can refer to many different
0: plugs and many different ends.
1: Yeah, let me let me send you the a photo here just so you can get a get a feel for what we're dealing with.
0: Um. Also, when you're a grown-up, did you call them blinkers? Isn't that, isn't that, well, that was the term when I was a kid, blinkers. Uh, I think they're still called blinkers. Turn on your blinker, right? Sure. At some point, I don't know where I picked this up. I, I, I you said indicator, turn directional indicator. That might've been what they called in driver's ed. Yeah.
1: Indicator. Like too. It's a turn signal. Blinker. Indicator. Okay, anyway, take a, a look at that something? picture. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, message. Yeah, yeah. It's like the cover of Tenet.
0: Oh, I see. Oh, oh no. No, it's not good. Oh,
1: I mean that you can no, see why the light's not going to f- work then.
0: Fully sheared off. Now the next question: Did you find a body? Because wouldn't that electrocute something? Oh, it wouldn't be on if it's parked at night.
1: Yeah. Well, so I'm looking at that, and I'm like, okay. So want to look at, so just to so clear with, with with the listeners here,
0: there is uh, something that I assume uh, in the um, again at the uh, at the confluence of uh, of Paulin and Joanne Warley, looks the bottom right of the upper left third. There's an electric y looking thing with two greens or red.
1: You didn't cut this off. It looks sheared off. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I'll show you a close up. I'm like, okay, first thing I'm looking at is like, <sighs> well, this is not just, it didn't melt and it didn't slowly fray over There's, time. Because they're slightly stripped. Like, these things seem like they were like cut, but they don't look like they're cut with pliers. Look at that second picture I sent you. If yeah. you took some like wire cutters and snipped it, they would not look like that. It looks, this like, looks even like a slightly stripped. stripped. Does like this, not look again? Like a, this looks like a critter chewed it. Does this not look it like a critter chewed it? Absolutely, it absolutely
0: does. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I would guess vandalism. Also, you should do something about these hairs. But the um, um, as with so many parts of your body, um, my first guess <laughs> those, would those be Those my hairs. Those are the w- mouse hairs. No, that's not what mouse hair looks
1: like. Yes, it is. What are you talking about? The ones on the wire?
0: Oh, I was referring to the ones that are caked on, baked on, splattered on to your chassis or whatever that
1: is. Yeah, those are not my hairs. That's no, what I'm that, saying. That, but Those I mean, white. like, is, is, was the
0: mouse some kind of like witchy oracle? Like, what? No, mouse, mouse, mouses have more like fur. They don't have little single hair. Well, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. So now, okay, I'm, I'm all right, going, fine,
1: fine, fine. No, I don't know. I don't know. Email John. This the, looks like it was my, not, done. not my hair. I don't have white hairs. And also, this is inside. I, don't, I, don't, I can't know that. This is inside my car. How would my arm hair get there? You don't realize how hard it was just to get my iPhone shoved down into this little nook to two get this photo. Two things I know photo. about you because
0: it's always two things with you. One is that you're very wet. You're very mm-hmm. moist. You have lots of moisture and grease and oils that you're always talking about on your devices. Mm-hmm. I also know that you're a suit man. That's true, but they stay on my body they don't i mean, I mean look forever at, look at, look you're where, saying all the hairs at, you have now you've had since you were what 11 12 13 yeah they're stuff they're tough to get off
1: um but it's if you look at, if you look at where those hairs are they're they're like on crevices like an animal squeezed itself through there right anyway maybe i'm uh, looking at the
0: wrong thing i'm the one where it looks like uh a, like, a, like a sarlacc or something sticking up on the right yeah. or like a dune worm
1: yeah okay. i see that there's hairs on the wire but also you're saying that those are hairs
0: of of a, of a mammal on there i'm looking at in the left like in the paul lynn spot i i'm, I'm looking at those baked on kicked on splattered on hairs
1: yeah no I, that's what i'm saying that's some mm-hmm. animal squeezed itself in there how would i even get my i can't i can't even reach any part of my body to that spot my, like i hate my to my do fingertips. this to
0: you buddy but but hairs don't stay on one's body forever yeah, they okay. can
1: be cut off but they can also fall well, off. i assure you that i did not As leave you know, my arm in the the bowels of my car's trunk for hours and hours until my hairs could it's fall not, off and that's not benjamin franklin there. with the
0: key and a kite I mean, they can they can you know move. I don't know if it's osmosis or faith, but the
1: hairs. I'm can, have to, never I'm mind. Let's put What's, this picture in the show notes so people could see uh, these hairs so that gross. you think are my arm hairs. It somehow got wedged on, between on the, gray the, the light and the chassis. Thing?
0: Okay, fine. Tell me what your theory is. It does look to me because it even looks like it got um, twisted a little bit. Not the hairs, but the the red and black wires.
1: Well, I mean, they're—I think they're twisted in the in the entire thing. Ah, twisted pair. Okay. I mean, look With at the t- other t- picture. T- r- you can see the one mm-hmm. that's intact. See the see the intact ones below it. The ones that go into the low beam. Oh, I guess. In the first picture, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I see. I see. So I think the wires are like that through the whole thing. Boy, this is weird. What's what's your theory? I mean, I assume some. I mean, is, is, am, I being, am
0: I being am I being simple? Your theory is the that a critter got into your automobile. And got past all your arm hairs and then was able to, to, for some reason, chew through rubber. I, this is the thing that mice do, right?
1: Yeah. do well, they do this? The only thing I have to go on for blaming a mouse for this is the dishwasher incident that's been discussed in the past, which is mm-hmm. had a glue trap under the sink where the dishwasher outlet hose goes. Oh, boy, you're going to get email. <laughs> Sorry. And the <laughs> mouse uh, got caught on the glue trap yeah uh, but it was within reach of the dishwasher the plastic dishwasher sort of uh you know drain hose that hooks into the main drain to the kitchen sink right oh and it's it's probably a little panicky at that point point. and it's panicky and it's like i'm just gonna chew whatever the hell's in front of me and it chewed a hole in my plastic dishwasher hose and then we ran the Ugh. dishwasher and it filled our entire under sink oh with water. no that's no good right oh. and so then yeah so and that was a costly repair because yeah so anyway why did that thing chew it because it was there and it was it was there Right mm-hmm. now, I say this has to be an animal because, of all the things that you said a human would do to your car, trying to snip your left your your right indicator turn wire is yep. very low on the list. It's actually not particularly easy to reach, and it doesn't look like yeah. it was cut by a human tool. Like a human tool would leave a clean cut. This looks huh. like something chewed it. Now that said, I'm looking all over the inside of the, of the, of the car to say, where's the mouse nest? Is there a mouse living in here? Are there mouse turds in here? I know the signs of, I, hey, I, I man, know mice. Mices, mice, is,
0: mice is come and go. Sometimes they'll just, they'll bounce for like, like almost a week and then, then they'll show up on your, uh, 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 you know, mouse opticon.
1: Yeah. So they the, came back. The, the time window for this is, I think I drove my car. I certainly drove my car on the previous Tuesday. And I you might didn't... have driven it. Oh, question, question, question
0: for the class. Um, yeah. Is it fair to say from a sort of um, logic standpoint, troubleshooting standpoint, that if, if something had happened with your indicator, it always would have made that noise? Ergo, if you did not hear the noise, is it safe to assume that it's either not damaged or not damaged enough?
1: Right. So I know like I, I know for sure I used it on Tuesday and it did and it was it was making the normal sound, which means that wire was connected on Tuesday following okay, monday it's not connected i don't know if i drove the car between there i might have i might not but certainly i drove it on tuesday uh so less than a week's time went by uh, for this to happen anyway i then i went into uh, more of my car rebuilding stuff i'm like i just got to find the, the part number for that wiring well, harness It's not really and then... the, like the glamour
0: project it's not like you know you know, getting your uh, Lamborghini of Theseus together.
1: Well, no, but it's just like th- the knowledge that you can find parts for your car and fix them yourself. And and here's, if you needed to take apart stuff to get to it, here's how you could do it. But oh, what I also I love know, that. I love that. What I also know about wiring harnesses in cars is that they're often a nightmare where it's not just wire that goes from point A to point B, e, but it's this gigantic Hydra where wires are taped together and <laughs> then those wires are taped to other wires and those wires taped to other wires until eventually it's a trunk the thickness of your arm. And yeah. you want one wire to be replaced out of that. And by the way, they weave throughout your entire car, like the circulatory system. That's why
0: I withdrew my remark about doing your own electrical, because I, I think that is notoriously one of the most difficult to do, but also risky in terms of screwing up something that you can't unscrew up, that you'll never be able to figure out again.
1: Yeah. Like it's, it really is a nightmare. Like one of the, one of the car rebuilding channels I'm watching right now is it's the most, most exciting because it is a, uh, a young person. I keep saying that was like 20 something. Uh, trying to rebuild a supercar on his own. And he is absolutely in so far over his head. Oh, no. Uh, and uh, he's good. He just, he's really just keeps he's roasting really, through it. <laughs> he's really good at what he does. But you just look at this, you're like, you should not be doing this by yourself. Yeah. And one of the things is the wiring harness for this car. It's a McLaren 720S, I think. Okay, I was going to ask if it was a McLaren, but I was going to feel stupid. Okay. I took a photo of one of those and sent it to you. The McLaren 720S apparently has a single wiring harness it's as if you could take your entire circulatory system out of your body in one piece that's what and that's what it looks like it looks like oh, 75 like pounds of, of, would do in of, Roadhouse. Yeah, of like fractal wires that it's like at the end there's little <laughs> dangly wires and those little uh-huh. thicker wires and then thicker wires and <laughs> thicker wires and in the middle it's like a big tree trunk thing there's one of those for hmm. the whole car, it goes from the front, connects to the headlights, connects to the dashboard, they sure trying trying to everything, money? all the way through to the back of the car where it connects to the engine and the brakes and the taillight and every single thing that is electrical in that car is one wiring harness. So say you need to replace one Thanks. of those wires it's like well what do i do rip the entire circulatory system out of my car you can't even get that thing out until i'm pretending the like i know
0: car. what you're talking about but a wiring harness is that the thing you described here as this little kind of rectangular thing with the wires coming out of it i mean uh,
1: oh no i'm sorry I, you know what i can just look it up McLaren or uh, wire harness. i don't know uh, what a wire harness. I, i'm going to get you a photo and to that give to me you a children book oh that it's like a, it's like a hard drive connector No. Maybe I'm using the wrong term. I only only know things from watching Car Rebuilding Channels. Oh, here we go. Um, uh, I got to download this. This is like some highly
0: specialized work. Wow.
1: Oh, yeah. So this probably is a wiring harness for (laughs) electronics. That's why it looks like a wiring harness for electronics. This is a picture of the person uh, trying to remove the wiring harness from the now completely disassembled car. Okay. What you see before you—that big black thing—oh my thing god, the rat king! It looks like, yeah, looks like it's from the Matrix. That is every wire in the car. See how oh, they go like from my. little, little, little. So if
0: you needed, okay, so a phrase I would use here for somebody who's a noob like me is a channel or like a duct, like sort of like the way that but like those what I'm trying ducts. to tie. Those are just wires taped together. But, but here's what I'm saying: it's like it's like once I've gotten everything where I want it to be in like a setup with my hard drives or the way I've got the hard drive set up with the, the Synology to do backups. And then I'll, you know, you some people use Velcro. I usually get those little sleeves that you can put over it. I, the kind of thing that keeps them, you know, in order. That's that's kind of what these things are. Yeah, So it's th- like, those black it, strips around there are the equivalent of like Velcro strips for electronics, or, uh, or right? Or like shrink tubing. Like they're like fabric shrink tubing and or you whatever. Have, you have to replace one of those wires you have to
1: get completely from like, you know, Maine to San Diego. I mean, I think you don't, but you can see what the problem is with these. Because oh look at the ends; God, see all those, yes. little, those little plastic connectors, right? That's those are the things Oof. that plug into stuff. Like one of those plugs into the. left I don't even uh, know how to test signal. this. My God! Right? Like those things plug into everything, literally everything. The anti-lock braking system, the dashboards, the the light that's the dome light that's over the thing, uh, all <laughs> the the indicator lights, the power that goes to the twelve volt power outlet. Uh, the anti-lock brake thing, all the oxygen sensors, like every single electronic thing in the car is connected to that super highway of wire. And right?
0: we, we, you, you, if you can, I wish you would put this in notes because
1: my inclination, I
0: would love to be standing near this guy with like a third of a warm natural light and just go, huh,
1: I see your problem there. <laughs> and, this and, this it looks really and it's really difficult because it's like you know yeah. miles of copper cable right and it, you know that's it's very, why he yeah was it T- tetsuko is that what i'm thinking of it looks like some kind of a
0: body horror thing
1: yeah like he's being taken over by his right. uh wire harness and his his technique for figuring out how to disassemble and reassemble because if you think about disassembling this car supercars have tons of parts in them and it's terrifying that's why i feel like he's an overset. but his technique for dealing with this complexity is to take pictures of everything on his phone which yeah. is like the best you can do but uh-huh. there are a lot of pictures and every single one of those wires has a little plastic clip that clips it to some part of the chassis or some other part of the engine and so they all have little places that they go like you, it's not just like the wires are dangling somewhere They're I, I don't all know how exactly you would right do line. this setting aside even the photography
0: which is obviously very important i don't know how you would do this by yourself i don't know how you pick it up by yourself let alone like lay it out to, in the right way like i don't know how you do any of this without like uh, not a winch, but some kind of overhead like equipment, and probably well, two. He's, he's in a garage. You can see the lift on the left. And yeah, he, yeah. He, but like, it, he's also carrying this thing around, like, like, like the way when I get mad and want to tear up the credenza, I just start grabbing handfuls of wires and pull.
1: This does not look very scientific. Yeah, I'll send. I'll get you a link to this particular episode of the video. Here's actually a. Uh, it's a timestamp link, so you can go right to the park All right, I'll do it tonight. I'll do it tonight. Um. Anyway. So what 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 what, what so, so what did you end up doing? This is a week I ago. Was, so so I looked at this wire and I'm like, well, where does this wire go? The chewed wire, right? Where does it go? um Does it just go down to some place with this little plastic connector and I can just pull it out and then get a new wire and plug it in? Of course not. Where that wire goes is it goes and it 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 uh it goes next to another wire that's taped to, and those two wires go next to another wire that they're taped to. So now we've got three <laughs> wires. And those wa- and I. And I'm tracing it through with the taping. It <laughs> was the lady who swallowed a wire. Right. I mean, look at the wiring harness picture. That's what it's like. Every little pigtail yeah. that's at the end goes down, yeah. but then it's taped to another wire. Yeah. And now it's twice as thick. And now it meets another wire. And now it's three times as thick until it eventually it gets to that giant trunk part, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't know how far this went. I searched so long online to find, what is that part? I'm looking at the parts diagram for the headlight. And it's got like every part that you could possibly imagine. I'm like, yeah, but what is the wire? Could not find any good parts guides. I almost bought a shop manual. They have like these service guides that say, here's how you actually do insert job on this car, make a model, right? Change mm-hmm. the brakes, uh, change the head gasket, whatever it is you're doing to the thing. Here's how you do it. Here's what we got to take off first. Here's what we got to take off second. Here's how many bolts there are. Here's how here's we have to torque them. Like, but I didn't want to spend money on that. So eventually I gave up. This is a sad end to the story. I said, okay, I'm just going to go to the dealer. <laughs> I'm just going to get this fixed to the dealer. So I won't think be that's my admirable, problem. John but for a second there i thought i might have been able to fix it to myself but really uh, taking more trips in the car i just realized how much it annoys me when my blinker thing goes twice as fast and i know that people can't see that i'm turning because my blinker doesn't work so
0: that's so interesting blinkers uh figure in a segment we're doing for our member content i have a question for you uh <laughs> you heard my dumb joke uh because i'd written this down as a reminder to ask you lamborghini of theseus um, question. I think I feel like I know that. I forget what it's called. Not Kelly, but th- there's there's a way to find out, like if the car that you owned, like who owned it previously. Like that's how we found out too Carfax. late that our huh Carfax. Oh, is it the one with the little fox? It's, he's cute. Yeah, it's the fox. The car fox for Carfax. Um. So uh, I don't know if this is like a like a full on like legal national thing, but there, I believe there's a way to find out the history of your car and especially. Like, has it ever been totaled and stuff like that, right? You can do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, has it ever been an accident? So, yeah, everything. Okay, but here's my, my you know, J Random Car of Theseus question is like, but what if you put together one of these wackadoo cars like that's the theseus part like when is the, when is the car yeah. still a car when is so it a this, new ship
1: so this mclaren is absolutely the mclaren of theseus so he bought this mclaren that was in an accident <laughs> that, that hit the it hit the front end and took off yeah. like a, a front corner of the car it also whacked into the back end a little bit but most of the damage was in the front end but there was also frame damage in the, and the frame in this car is carbon fiber and you can't really fix that um easily or at all oh geez uh, yeah so so what what he did, and this car like the retail price is like two hundred thousand and change or something, two hundred fifty thousand, mm-hmm. maybe three hundred. I don't know which model he got, um, or what trim level. So what he did was he found a McLaren 720S uh, chassis for sale by itself for ten grand. Just the carbon fiber part is essentially the part that you sit in that because it's a carbon fiber like tub, like it's it's what I you think sit that in. You it's do also that the you because it's light? Yeah, because it's light and strong. Okay. Um, So he bought the uh, $10,000 carbon fiber tub, right? And this project is, okay, now take everything off of that car that you bought and attach it to the new completely bare carbon fiber tub you bought. Mm -hmm. So it's essentially a complete disassembly of the car. Like take everything off of the car that you bought until all that's left is a chassis and take every one of those pieces you took off and put it on that other chassis. So that's what this he's is done. A, this is
0: even more complicated than I expected. Expected because, like, which car is canonical? Right. If so where's have, the
1: car, where did the cargo?
0: Where did the cargo? <laughs> uh, you you ran some kind of argument I thing. Like okay. So is, on the one hand, you have you have car with a serial number of one, mm-hmm. and you have a car a nearly identical car with a serial number of two. Mm-hmm. One is wrecked in one way. One is wrecked in another way. And you blend would be too simple of a word, but you're going to combine the parts that will still but, be usable from yeah, each. But,
1: the thing is that is a third the car, only, a first car, the, the, or a second car? The only part on the car number two is one part, the carbon fiber tub. But t- that one yeah, part still. is essentially the middle of the car. So I mean, everything has to be taken off it's, the other it's, car. I mean,
0: you know, it's an epistemological
1: <laughs> question, right. really. I mean, I don't know yeah. where the VIN is. I assume the VIN is on the tub. So I suppose the new car has mm. the VIN of the of the tub, and the old car just ceases to exist. No, that sounds like <laughs> The of the car, taking every part off of the car, <laughs> but yeah, it, like uh-huh. when you see how many parts a supercar has as compared to like your average, you know, just run of the mill Honda Civic, it is terrifying. It's more like an airplane than a car,
0: Ugh. much like Darth Vader.
1: So, uh, anyway, yeah. I'm taking it the Why dealer. Did you did the right
0: thing, you did the right thing. You're I mean, the main man. the main reason I yeah. took
1: the dealer is because uh, I need an oil change anyway. It's like what good oh well you know I, mean, I know you should never take the dealer oil change the rip you off blah, blah blah. you can change your own oil blah blah you blah. Don't i don't want to warranty though right i just need to yeah no i'm I, I looked up how long it's been since i got an oil change and pandemic has really put a dent in my regular maintenance yeah yeah you got to remember to maintain remember for a while in the beginning i was talking about how i was taking the car out for a run around the block every few weeks just so it would, you know yeah stay the alive one, like, freeze up <laughs> yeah 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 here we are still going at it
0: this episode of reconcilable differences is brought to you in part by burrow you can learn more about burrow right now by going to burrow.com slash diffs b-u-r-r-o-w.com slash diffs hey listen and here's a true fact furniture shopping can be really stressful my lady friend and i we met 21 years ago and pretty much from even before we met in a psychic way, we were shopping for a couch. And we kept shopping for a couch, shopping for a couch. We never got a couch because, you know, there's no good couches. They're terrible, and they're all expensive. And you know what happened? I'll tell you a crazy thing. We bought us a burrow couch. We bought it. Now, you ready for the twist? Here's your here's O Henry. okay? It is that I bought the burrow couch before they were sponsored here. And like a simp, I, 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 I didn't even use an offer code. Isn't that terrible? But I did get a burrow couch, and I like it. I put it together. Um, it's, it's, it's great. It's got all kinds of good stuff. Uh, You should get a burrow couch. Totally. You know, it's a furniture company that's designing smarter, simpler things for modern life at home. And now these folks, they built the company from the ground up, which is a good way to build because they wanted to address the biggest frustrations with the furniture industry. So in four short years, their innovative furniture has won awards like time magazine's 50 best inventions. That's a feather in their cap. And they found a place in thousands of homes all across the country, including if we're being honest, including in my house. You know, and just to be clear here, I have like like little girl arms. I'm a very very small man. I I'm I'm not a consequential sized human, and I was able to carry up those boxes by myself. So believe you me, listener, if I can carry a a box with a little bit of couch in it, you 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 totally can do that. You know, another nice thing is with Burrow, uh, you know, you get to enjoy a modern shopping experience, not one of those old fashioned shopping experiences. I guess I don't know they they throw poultry at you or something, but this is modern. So instead of warehouse stores and high-pressure showrooms, I I don't like being pressured by a showroom. You can visit their clean, easy-to-use website. It's bro.com slash diffs. And you're going to go create and customize your own furniture for your home. I did it. You can do it. I got girl arms. You could do it. And I don't mean that in a girl way. I mean that in the way of, like, seriously, I, I, I like the lady on a 30 rock. I have hollow bones like a, like a bird. Um, it's, it's a condition and and I would prefer that you, you not make jokes about it. It's clean and it's easy to use. You go there, it's modern. And they make furniture that actually fits your life. They have modular designs that make it easy to move. They have durable materials like stain-resistant fabric and pet-friendly rugs. I I used to have a pet hostel rug, and uh, frankly, it ruined my relationship with with, with the pet and the rug. It was not a good situation. Everything they do focuses on making your life easier, which, again, is really nice. I'm glad they're doing that. And and you're going to save an average of like $100 on a big item like a couch because every single order, no matter how big or small, It includes fast, free shipping. How about that? Fast, free shipping. Nothing wrong with that. And listen, if you do need help, Burrow, they have world-class service and support. They're there with you every step of the way from picking out a color to expanding your couch down the road. So, you know, you go to burrow.com slash diffs, right? You go there and you're going to get $75 off your order. B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash diffs. That's D-I-F-F-S. $75 is so many dollars. Get the dollars off. Get a couch. Burrow.com slash diffs. Our thanks to Burrow for supporting reconcilable differences and all of Relay FM. Uh so I think we have uh, if I remember correctly, I think we do have a topic mic topic, which we should keep on the shortish side. But I'm interested, unless I unless I put this in, did I do this? Is this mine or is this yours? Which one? Oh, I thought we were gonna talk about uh, Christmas Christmas strands. Did you want That's to talk about it. something else? we can christmas tree if you stands, want.
1: Christmas tree stands. <laughs> all right no we don't we don't we can leave that for another show if you want
0: okay this is why i text you and i text you and i say what are we doing tonight because you know i'm sometimes allowed to know what the bit is like when we're doing it mm-hmm. but if it involves preparation i'll talk about whatever you want to talk about within reason
1: i did want to talk about christmas tree stands but i didn't think i would talk I so prepared long about for this. my no, I missed prepared for yeah all right they, well did you prepare for christmas tree stands a little bit Okay. All right. Well, then we have to do it. We have to do it Was I prepared for it too. I prepared for it too. Oh, no, no. Okay. You know what?
0: Okay. So I don't know why we're talking about Christmas tree stands. All I did was I wanted to just share with you that I have, do you have something else
1: you want to talk about besides that? No, yeah, no. You know why we're talking about Christmas tree stands. Go ahead. Why? Why? Because you talked about it on another podcast that I listened to. and I do why. that? Yeah. Oh. Go ahead. But do your, do your Christmas tree Never stand. Never mind. Though. No, I'm normal confused. Do, do, do we do in the bit or not? no we're talking about christmas bears- tree stands these baseball players today they go mm-hmm. funny names do you um, have a christmas tree stand that you like
0: yes i mean yes yes it uh, yes yes i have a christmas tree stand that is a huge improvement over the even more extremely terrible christmas tree stands now what did you want to interrogate uh, interrogate there so do, can you link me to your preferred christmas tree stand I doubt it um oh you know what I do you remember my, I remember my wife saying uh and happily she did not buy this off an Instagram ad I'm very relieved um but she said I, I got this because a lot of people say uh it was a game changer so I'm gonna try Chris <laughs> stand game, game changer. changer okay uh tree genie Xl
1: oh what my preparation God. did you do if you did not get a link to your got it Christmas in tree stand. one
0: john syracuse john john philip craig souza okay. the day that you can guess why i want to talk about anything will be news to both of us mm-hmm. no i just want to talk about uh the uh i'm not gonna tell you yet you know what i think this is it i think this is it look for a try crinner k-r-i-n-n-e-r tree genie let
1: to see if that's why is everything right. a genie is that from the uh i don't know I've heard is, of, that, is that from door. the diaper genie all right. <laughs> Diaper genie. <laughs>
0: all right. So uh, yeah, this
1: is totes it. Can you want to describe how this works or do you want me to?
0: Um, I don't care. I will just say this. The, the the Christmas tree stands of our youth, If when when one did, as was the style at the time, to have a live tree, they were all pretty terrible. And sometimes terrible in the same ways, sometimes terrible in different ways. But the classic, what I think of as the classic, the, the Christmas tree stand of my youth was usually red and green, like really cheap. I don't know if it was aluminum back then, but, like, really crappy metal. And it was almost always red and green. It was real rickety, real uneven. And, like, almost every Christmas tree stand I've had to deal with over the years, it basically involved turning three or so, usually three, screws to fix the trunk of the tree in place. And somebody, some genius eventually got the idea of like, okay, let's, let's make nicer screws or let's make a bigger hole or let's put a spike in here. Let's put a little cow that will like not have the tree just going, whoa, whoa, whoa. And like flying around. But all those little tiny changes over time have not been like amazing. Oh, real
1: quick. Uh, give me a minute, one minute on uh, your childhood Christmas and recollections. I know exactly what you're talking about and I was also trying to think, was it aluminum or was it steel? But whatever it was, it was it couldn't metal. It could be aluminum but it seems like aluminum. I, my, my recollection is that not only was it uh, flimsy metal, but it actually wasn't even all one piece. There was the circular part that had three holes in it and then the legs right. sort of slid up
0: there. Yeah, you, you would tripod up like the three parts and then screw it together and then screw the things.
1: But they were just, it was just in was little so holes, holes in the metal, right? And then you'd put your tree and that you'd put that little tripod thing there in the middle of your room and then you take the tree and jam it into the end and you the cow drop was sometimes in the bottom to try to hold the tree and then yeah. you then now your tree is upright and being held by these three things but now someone's under there <laughs> you going to hope twist, your tree twist, is twist, upright it twist, was at twist, least twist. a three-person operation right and then you're tw- trying to uh, to crank down the three screws evenly and this is three contact points with the tree well i guess four because they got the, the little spikes the at the bottom right mm-hmm. that are in theory now shoving into the bottom of the tree from the weight of the tree keeping it from sliding sideways and then you have the three pinch points with the three screws coming into it in and the, you know, the three corners of a triangle, right? Yes, absolutely. And, and like I say, so like the
0: last time, oh, this is really tedious. So um, there was a time when we were a live tree family. There was an interregnum that ended with uh, last Christmas with my, my wife without any input from me. Surprise, surprise. Buying a, uh, like a, a tree with lights already on the tree tree that breaks into like really annoying parts and doesn't look very good. So the previous generation of live tree stand we had was I thought, you know, what well, this would be, you know, probably in my kid's lifetime. But I thought it was about as far as it would get, which was a single piece of plastic. Right. And you've probably seen these. These were the latest hotness until this thing came along for years, I think, is that it's, it's first of all, very broad. Like why? Why you got it? Why who's gonna make? You could you could put those red and green stands of our youth. You could put that on a, a, a of a, you could put that on a twelve inch remix of every day is Halloween. Like it would. It was, why are why do you, what are you gaining by making this thing so tiny? Well, I guess it's less costly to make. So number one, we're gonna make this is and this is not this year's holder. This is a previous holder. Quantum leap, real broad. Okay real broad. Like, so it's got a nice wide base. Also, guess what? Giant hole. Giant hole in the middle. Also, caltrop at the bottom. Like, we're really moving along. And it's all plastic. The largeness of that plastic one, my previous tree stand, uh, also means now you can put more more water in, which is nice. Anyway, and then three, like, fairly, three or four very heavy-duty screws for cinching it down. But you still got the basic problem. Has this ever happened to you? Like, and, and yeah, you got to tell your family this. We don't want the bottom of the trunk to be vertical. We want the tip of the tree to be vertical. And those are very different things. If you're trying to do this with one or two people, you real, with those kinds of stands, you really do need two people just to like hold it upright without even the, the, the critical third person to go, no, as straight as you think that is at the trunk, it's all cattywampus on top. And it'll fall on your cat and then you're going to be sad. Okay, so far so good? Mm-hmm. Now this my wife, my I've wife, heard about the tree genie XXL. It was described to her as, I believe the phrase was a game changer. And shall I, uh, shall I explain what this thing does? Please do. Okay. Um, this is we'll put this in show notes. It's actually a pretty nice webpage considering. So the way this thing works is okay. A lot of the concepts that we've had in older generations of tree stands that improved over the years, this is a lot of that coming together. So for example, do we like the tiny, pointless, rickety, hand bendable, drunk dad could bend this base of John and my uh, childhood tree stands? Uh, no, we don't want that. We want a huge, giant ass wide stand. Okay, Tree Genie XXL. This thing's huge. It's it's like bigger than a manhole cover. It's really, really big. So that's nice. And really, you can put a ton of water into this thing. But here's what makes it really cool. Oh, so what else did we learn? We learned that having multiple points of contact against the uh, trunk of the tree will make it more stable and give you sort of more flexibility to do stuff and i do believe yes this has this the pokies inside now here's what's neat about this i'm going to explain this so poorly that john should probably interrupt me uh please to explain this better The way i would conceptualize this is there are uh five uh like it looks sort of like a like a pentagon there are five points where this thing is going to touch the tree to hold it up now are these screws no they are not screws um they are, how do you describe this? They're like plastic or rubbery They're guys. They're levers. Oh, it's a simple machine. And, mm-hmm. and But like through all, going through a hole in the side of all five of these is, um, it's sort of like a high, what's that called? Like high tensile, you it's know, metal, like the, metal cord, right? Yeah, super wire. And, and so here's the neat part. And then over on the side, on the other side, speaking of levers, there's a foot thing you push down. Like imagine setting the emergency brake in a U-Haul, that kind of like, like big thing on your left. Kind of like that. So here's what you do. You get your tree in there. You could almost do this by yourself. Although, as I'll get to in a minute, I think life's too short for that. Um, but you, the point is you get the trunk in here and you you uh, crank down on that foot lever. So you go like, you know, same as a U-Haul. And those five points, guess what? They're equidistant. They're getting well-distributed, you know, pressure to pull together. So essentially that super, um, super wire <laughs> is acting sort of like a uh, lasso to pull these they are equidistant, but what's what I'm trying to say? Like there's like equal pressure too, presumably depending on where the trunk is. Key thing: one, two, maybe three pumps of this little foot pedal, and guess what? You're good to go. Your tree is done. You've got it up. Hang on. Oh, I didn't notice. The trunk looks great, but the top is cattywampus. Guess what? You hit that thing again to release it. You start over, and in less than a minute, you put your tree up again. And I, I as I will explain, uh, time. Uh, allowing as I'll explain in my exegesis uh this is this kind of thing is right in my wheelhouse um to to service the economics of keeping it fun so yeah well, now, what do you think of this as you look at this as an you're you're you you went to school in Massachusetts you're you're an engineer you didn't go to the good one but you went somewhere near there you went to the other one yours is a good one did you decide <laughs> not to go to
1: MIT did they, did your parents say you could have a car I, I, I don't you know I was thinking about the other day because we're talking about school for my son I'm like, did I even apply to oh, MIT? I, I know <laughs> I applied to Princeton and they rejected me, which wasn't really. A yeah. I'm very surprised. But I don't think your I people even... skills have come a long way since then. That's just something to keep in mind. Yeah. I either applied and got rejected or I didn't even bother applying to MIT because my math grades were not that good. So I know I wasn't good. Uh, it's MIT. a very good school. Yeah. So well, this thing
0: holds we'll just, uh, I'm going to throw it back to you here. Critters original single cable operation. I guess I could have read what it says here. Simply pump the foot pedal. 2.5 gallons of water with level indicator? Yes, please. Up to a 12 foot tree, seven inch trunk. Humble brag. John, John, what do you, uh, how do you feel about this?
1: So, the reason I wanted to talk about this, I heard you mm-hmm. talking about this stand. And I, well, I, I described my childhood tree stand as that stu- stupid metal one that we all had. But that's not entirely true because at some point later in my childhood, my parents replaced that horrible thing i'm just remembering the (laughs) screws too the screws were like little uh little eye hook things with like a a threaded steel rod that just went in a little hook you know it wasn't it didn't even have a handle it was so terrible just anyway um they replaced that with something better uh and i inherited that uh tree stand somehow (laughs) is it
0: friends with the hand truck
1: (laughs) yeah like i got a lot of crap my parents house because you know they moved out of that house and they you know getting rid of their stuff so i i got the christmas tree stand I wanted the Christmas tree stand because I like this Christmas tree stand. And I thought I was going to come on the show and say like, kind of like Gosho, like, oh, well, you know, that Christmas tree stand you got is cool. But let me describe this one that I got from my parents that surely is so old that they don't make anymore. But of Ooh, course, before of course. the show, I tried to look it up. They absolutely make it. In fact, not only do they absolutely make it, wow. it is the exact thing. Like, oh, that there's something really pleasant about that to me. I mean, Isn't it's a weird nice feeling. It's weird to me, though, because yeah. when I see other people with Christmas trees, they're putting pictures of their Christmas trees on Instagram or you're talking about your stand on the thing. I never see the stand anywhere. I see either still the crappy stand because I think they still make that like that stupid metal we thing. We had one
0: of those until we did our penultimate uh, big clean out in the garage. We absolutely had that up on a shelf. And I just remember it. God, it it really. But like, it's so canonical to me in terms of like. A thing where, and again, I'll get to this, but you cheap out on something you think just doesn't matter, and it sucks so much of the fun out of something.
1: you yeah, know what I mean. It, it makes everybody, sense
0: that's all everybody had. Like, why would you? Just, you're already going to pay, you know, twenty dollars for a tree. I guess you wouldn't want to spend more than three dollars on the stand.
1: Yeah, I wish I could get a tree for twenty bucks. But yeah, like the re- no, the back reason... in the day, back in the day, back in the yeah. day. Send send me uh, send me that link. I want to see. Well, I I'll get to this. So, all right. Yeah. The reason we got, the reason we replaced the crappy one is when we moved into a new house when I think I was in middle schoolish, It, it had a room with a high ceiling. And we, we took this opportunity to lobby the parents to get a big tree. You know, like not just one that just fits in a single story, but like that goes up to the high ceiling. So we would get these massive, incredibly expensive you mean, you trees. like a like full, a full-on John Gruber tree? An improbably well, big, large, than that. inappropriately Absolutely large tree. Than really? Yes. <gasps> I'm You're talking the, like, boy um, the world because it was just a ranch house, but the the entryway went up to essentially two story height. Oh, you'd be nuts not to put that. Yeah, we there. didn't go to the full two story because the the thing sloped over there. But the bigger the tree was and the farther it was away from the wall, the further up the slope it would go. But anyway, these really big trees, and you had to get the big twelve foot ladder out of the garage to decorate it. Like you couldn't use the regular stepladder. ladder. Um, And so we needed a new stand and somehow my parents got this thing and then I inherited it. And now that I know this stand is not like a product from my youth that you'll never be able to find again. But in fact, apparently such a successful product that it continues to be made in exactly the same form. I wanted to tell you about it because I think it's better than your (gasps) stand. I want to
0: see it. It's like a swing line. Oh God. I was about to make a remark about a can opener. But like, there's a reason that that (laughs) I, I replaced the one that was in our house, like the kind that's like attached to a wall. You can still get, basically, you just pop it out, you turn it, and you can replace it and have a whole new can opener. And it's the best. It's so well made. You know what I'm saying, though? In terms of those kinds mm-hmm. of devices, maybe not so much toasters, but stuff that somebody's managed somehow over 20, 50, 100 years to somehow not screw up by, by cheap cheaping out and making it dumb
1: yeah and this one it's like it looks like when when you see it you're gonna be like this looks like a piece of junk but i'm here to tell you that it's not so now let me describe how it works to you all right so the problems you you just send me a link what's happening i'm gonna send it to you after i want to spoil i don't want to spoil it for you i'm gonna describe it first i'm gonna use my mouth words your you're words. gonna okay. you're gonna see a picture in your mind and then you are gonna see the real thing and you're gonna say it looks like garbage but let me tell you it's not All right. so you okay. identified the problems like you get it in the thing you got to twist the thingies is it even is it crooked i can't tell it's like so many problems right And when you look at this one, you're going to like, this has all the same problems. I see three twisty things. And it does indeed have three things that you twist. It has nice knobs on them, but there's three twisty things. Are you done? Are you done? How does that solve any problems, right? Because here's the secret. to Two secrets to this stand. Number one. (laughs) It's always two things with you. Right. This stand is two parts. There is a part that goes on the end of the tree. Okay. And then there is the stand that goes on the floor the part that goes in the end of the tree is the one that has the three twisty things on. You put yeah. that on when the tree is oh, laying on the ground. that's smart. It's
0: like a function that's almost like a jacket.
1: Yeah. That's a really cool idea. And you can put that on however you want. Don't worry however about getting you it want. straight.
0: Well, no, and it's, it's sort of like I've recently, long story, I've moved into a lot of stuff involving carts on wheels. And like, you know, you, you're so crazy and dumb to try and put the, the, the wheels on the cart anyway except the one that is extremely convenient and utilizes gravity. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) the idea of like there are certain kinds of like Ikea type projects where you're like, wait a minute, I I get there's I get a full three dimensions to do this. in. (laughs) Yeah. And that would that would actually be incredibly helpful.
1: And like because the last place you ever want to be is under that damn tree. If you're under that tree, it's also
0: like QED. The longer you're under that tree, the more it's not Christmas yet. Like go like, you know, mock Schnell. Let's finish this thing. I want to be done with this. This is this is the thing that makes me dread a fun thing. And because I cheaped out in a lot of cases.
1: Yeah, so you get the tree, and whenever you're gonna bring it in, you maybe you cut off the, a little bit of the end for a fresh cut thing, and you take this little yep. boot and you jam it on the end of the tree. Make sure it bottoms out because there are the little pointy things at the bottom of this thing. And you do want them to jam into the end of the trunk. You know how much easier it is to do that when the tr- when the thing is laying on the ground and you can get at the end of the tree. Imp- impossibly easier. It's, so it's much not easier. even. It's not even. Yeah, because, and again, also that the idea,
0: though, of having gravity on your side versus working against you, gravity is way not on your side when you're doing that. I mean, you don't even need it because all you need to do is make contact with the bottom, with the point. No, no, have. no. But what I'm trying to say is where you're trying to hold up a, let's say, what, 50 pound tree? Yeah, probably. Yeah. We're trying to keep that steady while you're doing all this yep. stuff with like with your fingers that you use for life.
1: And now you're just roping cattle. It's already on the ground. you you can sit on the trunk while you do it, right? <laughs> I don't recommend yeah, it. Can you I get a link, please? So that I button. can say it looks like a piece of junk. Soon. Soon. Oh, um, my god. And then I'm keep it right. here all night. And and so you tw- I don't even
0: get to find out what Republicans are Yeah, voting. yeah, yeah. Okay.
1: So yeah, so you twist the three knobs right and twist them <laughs> you try, do try your best to make them even you can look at them real easy they're right in front of oh, your yeah. face make sure each one of them is more or less twisted
0: the no, same no, amount but like at this right? point you're bill gates like hoping that your demo goes well tomorrow you don't know what you're doing unless you have like you're surrounded by people like there's no way to know if you're doing it right at all or in the classic old bad old days you turn down what would you call it a uh not, not, the screw with the roundy circling end what would you call it you said where you got to use your fingers
1: though yeah uh, uh, uh an anyway, or whatever, along
0: the lines of like, sort of like, almost like a wing nut, but like where you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess what? You turn that like two turns too much, and now the entire tree is going to fall
1: over, right? And it, because you're you not, know, while you're trying to hold it up, oh, it's madness, John, madness. So while you're able to do it with the boot, you can just tighten that boot down and yank on the boot and say, does this boot feel like it's on tight? Does it look like it's on more does or less this feel the Boot, right? Yeah, just it's, yeah. it, you know, it's plastic, and so you get that boot fastened on there, so it does not move, so the tree is bottom down in, it, and you don't care if it's straight. You don't care if the boot is on straight. It just has to be like reasonable, right? Now you have a tree with the You're boot on. You're telling me on. you don't need to worry about that yet. Yeah. And this is all happening outdoors, by the way. You're not even in the Oof. house yet. All right. I'm all right. loving this. Then you bring the tree into the house, which is messy, whatever. But you bring the tree into the house. You've got the stand already sitting where it's supposed to go. You jam the tree with the boot into the stand because that boot fits directly into the stand, Right. You just, you tilt it in there. It's plastic boot going into a plastic, pretty big opening, zzz, slips in there, and it only goes in one way, and it fits in there tight. And now what you've got is like, well, I've got a crooked tree. What the hell is that? Like, because uh, how right. could I possibly not have a crooked tree? Does I it have like a ball joint? Similar thing? It's basically a, like, a, like a, a sphere, like a Dyson ball, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's got a foot pedal that releases that ball. Oh, I love this. So you put your foot under the tree. The only thing that's going on in this tree is your foot. You put your foot mm-hmm. under the tree. You press the pedal. You grab mm-hmm. the middle of that trunk of that tree with your arm. You're standing upright like a man. You're Bob not under is that tree. Bob your uncle. You are standing peasy, upright. right peasy,
0: squeezy. Yeah. And you
1: can move this thing 360 degrees. It is literally a ball joint. And all you need huh. then is two spotters, one on the x-axis, one on the y-axis, while you sit there with your foot pedal and you and you say, towards, the, <laughs> towards this wall or away from the wall? Towards the window or away from the window? Yeah. And no one is under that tree for a second. That's abstracting in such a smart way.
0: Like, to, to like basically let you focus on... Because, like you know what it is? Okay, so like I'm not an engineer, obviously. I'm not even very science-y. But the problem, apart from being poorly made, the problem uh, of the design of the old ones is you're trying to do too many things at one time and you're not going to do any of them very well, right? Like, you're trying to keep it steady. You're trying to keep it from not falling over. You're trying to, you know, like, make it sturdy and fast with the way that you're turning it. Like, you're, you're doing too many things at one time. It's a little bit like a vomit comet.
1: And you're also on the ground under a tree that's dropping needles on your face, and you're oh, angry. that sucks. Again, I, okay, so you sent,
0: oh, thank you, John. I'm not going to say anything mean, because this looks nice. I like this. I, I think we can all agree on broad bases. Broad base, very important. Yeah,
1: this is also a very broad base. It looks like it's chintzy and plastic, but this thing is... How no, old is no. this now? It's like, you it know, 30-something like uh, years old.
0: That I've returned, yeah.
1: It, it has not broken. It's made of plastic, so there's not much that can go wrong. Yep. Um, And that little foot pedal, it's like, how can that possibly work? What is it doing under there? I don't know, but I don't care. It works. Science. It held, yep. it held mm-hmm. like, 15-foot trees steady. Like, it's just... It's unbelievable. Also, you know, just this is going to
0: sound dumb in the midst of all this other brilliant technology, but... Just even having a big grabbable thing to do the turning of the screw is such a huge deal. And even if you're doing that on its side and not fighting gravity, it's just that. that do you remember that feeling though of having to turn yeah. that it's little? Like you're what, cutting wire, your little fingers on this hard metal your flat finger, thing. You're never, you're never going to learn. Uh, Aachen said, "Now, uh, your yeah, your fingers no good. That you left them at Christmas. That's something you leave that with the with the with the with the, with the reindeer carrots and the cookies. Your fingers." Yeah. I like this. I like this a lot, John. I may get one of these just to uh, try it. That might be a little bit of an F you to my wife. But I'm maybe I can just keep it at the office and try it for a while and see if I like it. I mean,
1: your stands you got most of this going for it, but it still has the problem. Nah, the turny of, the
0: turny pivot thing is
1: very. I don't know if I'd call this right. a game because changer. Then, because then, like, yeah, yeah, it's your thing has like if it's not wrong, you have to release and reattach. This thing you put that boot on, and it just get not it. come off. No, I get it. I get it. I get it. Tighten that thing down on there, jam it on there. The only place you can go wrong with the strand is if you don't bottom it out in the boot. But that's really easy to do because if, if you don't bottom it out in the boot, you're gonna have problems. Yeah. Yeah it's it's unbelievable um it it is kind of costly for a christmas tree stand i suppose i should put this on my good products list now, now that i know it's still made okay well we we've got a bounce to do the after show but i would like to to talk about the part i prepared
0: i'm gonna try and do this in 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 a minute although i, I thought the
1: christmas tree stand was the part you prepared
0: why would i need to prepare for that i don't know save it for the after show okay it's called uh, what did i call it before uh it's different from what i said what i wrote down was the economics of more fun where is that <sighs> More i prepped but i, I said an, another thing earlier so i might need to fix this um you know with overdub but uh no all i want to say and i'll do i'll do the general pitch here and and then uh we, we got to get to our important after show work it's gonna be secret things people hate and um but i had the, but i realized that i'm very strange okay i can do this real quick um i have very strange there's a lot of things about me where like my my regular economics are certainly terrible, but my behavioral economics can seem probably just as inscrutable. And so it's it's like there aren't that many like empirically super fancy things I want in life. Like I don't I don't need to have a McLaren of Theseus or a Rolex or anything like that. But I'm all about paying a little bit more to retain the fun of something. So what I'm trying to the first the way I will try to protect myself. From from uh, people yelling at me that I know will be useless is like, you know, pff, there's not like a, a surpassing number of five-figure things in my life. There are relatively few four-figure things, but that's not the point. The point is that like what you want or what you think I should want, these are very different things. So there's all kinds of stuff where I will happily pay a little bit more to to retain the fun. And like, so like, for example, think about vacation, John. And I, I know you've been very clear... And, and, uh, transparent about this, that that, like me, if you go somewhere like, you know, in the case of, uh, I think you guys like hired, not hired, but use the services of of like a trip planner for like, when we go to Disney, how do we make this extra fun? Now you could find some way to like basically go to Jewel Osco and buy a a, a multi-park pass for $7, but you can only go on the bad rides, (laughs) not the place to economize. Uh, we have we have a shared friend, a shared acquaintance, where I said, you've got, when you're doing a synology, you want to be careful where you choose to economize or you kind of undo the purpose of having it. The point of a vacation is fun. The point of Christmas is fun. And family, blah, 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 religion, love your Lord, hakuna matata. But the point is fun. So if you can spend a little bit of money or a little bit of time or a little bit of planning and find ways to keep that, to avoid the thing that makes it not fun, Right? You know what I mean? So like pay a little extra to like uh I don't know, take a take a take a nice car to the airport that you know will arrive on time to like, you know, uh upgrade to, you know, Dingling Airline Plus, like where you get a nicer chair to sit in or whatever. You know what I mean? I was just thinking about that and this is to me a pretty good example of that, which is I used to um despise putting up the Christmas tree. I I I hated dealing with the getting it in the stand and all that stuff. I, I've never, I've always relied on other people in my life to light the tree. As much as I've time I've spent studying that, I'm still not great at that. You know, we do like Darren McGavin end up blowing a fuse, something like that. But you know what I'm saying? If there's all of those different things, and you can find a way to, and it's, I'm not, don't mean this to be about money. It's more an existential tip that if you are on, if you can be honest with yourself, like year over year, event over event. What makes you dread doing this or what makes it less fun on the day? And I have so many examples of this. So like, for example, like you buy a nicer Christmas tree stand. Now you're not dreading that as much, okay? Um, I used to dread going camping, which is weird because once I was there and we're done setting up, I would invariably really enjoy camping. Um, And so, but I was always incredibly fretful about whether everything would fit in the car and knowing in my gut, there's no way everything's going to fit in the car. And on one particular occasion, we way overcommitted in terms of stuff we were bringing, size of car, et cetera. And we basically had to cancel the trip. And it was, you know how I am, John. It was really stressful. You know what changed everything? My lady started renting at least a crossover, if not larger SUV, where there's ample room. And guess what? You can do stuff like charge things in it. You know what I mean? So you have a way to like run a um, big orange power cable so you can inflate your mattresses and stuff. So like, there's examples of stuff like that. There are examples of stuff. Like, uh, you know, even upgrade to the nicer car. Like, what are we talking about? We're not talking about that much money. I The dump run, for example, you can, we could live with the trash in our house or my lady, we did two dump runs that were $50 each and she rented a very, very, very large U-Haul van for 24 hours and that was $50. It was crazy. Huge life improvements out of like popping for the thing that'll make it better. And just as importantly, how about this? Let me tell, let me give you a little piece of advice, friends. If you need a paring knife, if you want a thing for cutting up garlic or whatever, you know, and you're the kind of person who, like me, grew up buying a three-pack of paring knives at Walmart, those kinds of knives that kind of like not only are instantly, they don't even really have any serration. They don't have any serration. They don't have any edge. They've just roughed it it up a little bit, and then they'll bend real easy, but you save $3. Oh, my God. Please get the slightly nicer paring knife. It's going to cost you less than $10, and you're going to be so much happier. Then you economized on the wrong thing, and you took out the fun. Please respond.
1: Did you just recommend the second cheapest knife? Uh, hello, I'm Robert Wirecutter. <laughs> um, <laughs> In our, why you should trust us, because... Despite <laughs> the fact that, Merlin, I think you added a... Uh, a completely adequate number of qualifiers. People will still hear that segment and think you're saying, "Oh, so you're saying money buys happiness?" Is that what you're I saying? Am. I, it must I be well, nice. Not only must saying that money, nice buys and, money buys happiness,
0: money buys my happiness, and because you don't have money, you literally cannot be happy.
1: Yeah. Also, and, stop and, listening to this show. You're not allowed to admire. In fancy San Francisco, but here, but <laughs> I want I want to back you up on this because I feel like what usually happens. So let's use the Christmas tree as an example. I think what what often happens is. Someone's trying to do the Christmas tree, and it's frustrating and annoying because they have a bad stand. They don't know they have a bad stand, but they, all they know is that make, good, doing the Christmas tree. Very good point. I did not know it could be better. Right, and they, and but they're frustrated by it, right? Sure. And, sure, and sure. maybe they just grumble through. It's like, well, whatever. It's my job to do the Christmas tree every year, and I'm I'm under here the Christmas tree swearing, and it's crooked, and it's falling <laughs> over, and no one wants to look at it for me, and the needles are you in my know, eyes. And you I
0: know at Mr. Johnson's house, at Stan Johnson's house, you knew there must have been some good Catholic cursing on the Christmas Eve. My dad my, my my dad's boss who would do the tree on Christmas Eve. Brassa, frasa, brassa, and also with you.
1: And, and and norm and I feel like normally what happens is like that there's one year where maybe the tree's ornery this year. Maybe the trunk's a little bit too thick. Maybe it's bent. Maybe you had a bad month at work and you didn't get your Christmas bonus. Maybe you just got fired. Maybe say, whatever. You're in a bad mood and you just you can't take it and you just blow up and it like ruins the whole day. And it's just this terrible Christmas, right? because you just got super frustrated and part of it was the stand but part of it was the other stuff it was just everything on top and it's just like oh now i'm mad and i feel like the the go-to solution in that scenario is in the the direction of we're gonna get a fake tree from now on i'm never doing the tree again i'm never gonna have that bad feeling again right and it's like total avoidance like we're never getting a real tree forget it we're done Mm-hmm. oh I'll, I'll put it up for you no no we're never getting a retreat or oh, we're just you know or we're just no, I'm, like I'm not you said now that. you're mad now you're
0: mad and now you need to go make a point to to some god some god who doesn't
1: love you right and, and, and in general people sort of know they know enough to direct their anger at this tree stand but not enough to know that it's not really the tree stand but it's partly the tree stand it's kind right? of the tree
0: stand the and tree stand is rec- definitely
1: not helping <laughs> right and what you're recommending is there is a third alternative here which is Perhaps there's a way that the job that you're doing could be much less annoying yes. for not that much extra money, right? And well, sometimes but it also the same takes, takes self
0: knowledge to say to, to become aware and be willing to admit to oneself to oneself that I might have a slightly even irrational response to this. Let alone the irrational fake PTSD of me now being a serial butthole about Christmas. Well, like it's it, it takes some a little bit of self knowledge to to identify that. So there's a one level of like, is there anything I could do to make this less bad and more fun or put differently? How do I turn this into something that I more will like look forward to and can prepare positively and affirmatively for? Um, and, but then also like, on a, maybe even a deeper level is like, what is it? Could this also just be a reason that I can act like a real turd tonight because I just need some way to vent? Cause that could also be a problem. But like, you, you need to find a way to make it something you want to look for. It doesn't have to be a money thing. It could also be like a planning ahead thing. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's why I keep a running list. Every time we're coming back from a trip, I make sure to collect all the things I wrote down on that trip that I could do better next time or have more fun with next time. How, when will I finally accept that I almost always, I almost never want chocolate or like crave chocolate in my life except when I'm in a hotel room at 11 o'clock. And I always want a Kit Kat bar. I don't know why. Guess what? It's a dollar. You put a Kit Kat in your bag and now you're not going to spend $9 in the room and you're still going to get your Kit Kat how do I make this more fun? How do I make this less annoying? And how do I more deeply probe around the idea that there might be more to this than I just hate this tree stand? How can I make this more fun for everybody?
1: Yeah, in some ways, this is uh, an example of two people who have a similar hobby, which is like doing product research, recommending that, hey, you could, even though this is not your hobby, you could employ the techniques that I use in my hobby Selectively in your life in particular occasions where maybe you don't want to exhaustively research every project. Maybe you don't want to make a list of things you could do better when you come back from a vacation, but we're telling you that this tiny little thing of like, hey, maybe take 10 minutes to research the best Christmas tree stand can have huge ramifications on your holiday enjoyment for literally decades.
0: Oh, and, and again, though, the a kind of corollary. If you have your grandparents' Christmas tree stand and it's a total like piece of crap that's falling apart, like John's hand truck. Um, you know, maybe replacing that won't make you as happy as if you look forward to putting up the tree because you get to use that stand that your grandmother and grandfather put their hand to. That's amazing. Like that's, that's a happy stand. That's the, you're doing the right thing there. It's just that like, I do feel like, especially at times when we're feeling particularly vulnerable or, or, you know, or we're wounded or PTSD ish about life in general, especially this past year. Like it's easy to like blame the, the, the tree stand you know and i wonder if an, an up, applicable thing here is also the the thing i went through the thing how we just went through the thing you, you know, are, are always trying to warn people off of which is like if you got the ps5 don't let december 25th be the morning you first opened that box like you know you know like you walked me through eventually well too late i'd already made some bad decisions but isn't that kind of a similar thing where like is there, let me look at everything we're doing for Christmas here and like think about how I can make this easier for everybody. And one of those things would be taking, take out and set
1: up and download the 16 gigs of updates you're gonna need. Yeah, that's a tricky one because you can't be expected to know that until you've run into it once. But uh, but I feel like with a Christmas tree stand, once you've been frustrated by a few years in a row, the the idea that there might be a better Christmas tree stand out there should occur to you organically. Whereas if this is your first game console, you won't know that unless you ask some friends, which is good to ask some friends. But people can be forgiven for not realizing, oh, now my kids are all crying because they wanted to play their game thing and they can't for reasons that I can't explain to them.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I I suspect that there are some people who would imagine that there's a class of things that are along the lines of the people who buy the largest ads about drunk driving in the attorney's section of the Yellow Pages. We're like, well, you know, I I don't love this occupation, but I need it tonight. So I'm already ready for the fact that these people are all weasels But like, hopefully, I get a good weasel. Right. And so, but Christmas stands don't have to be like that. I, what I'm, what I'm, on the one hand, I'm saying, yes, spend more, or let me put it this way whatever your budget is for a thing, leave room in that budget to keep it fun. If you economize on the wrong thing and now your kids have a sunburn and didn't get to eat because you wanted to like do some, uh, I don't know, get the, get get a chariot that your dog was going to pull or whatever, like you economized on the wrong thing. And if you're going to get a Synology, get at least four bays. But, but also, like, go go deeper to say, like, okay, well, like, what if my feelings going into this are potentially not as important as those of the people that I love, and I want to keep this fun for them? Just in terms of, yes, preserving my sanity, but also in terms of, like, how do I make this fun and make them want to participate in this and not stay away from dad because he's about to hulk out any second? And that's just about being a, 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 a middle-aged American white man with emotions.
1: But, like, you know, I don't think this has to be about money. I think it's about believing that fun should be fun. Speaking of synologies with two bays, you didn't get to our mutual friend in time, did you? Because he got a synology with two bays. Do you want to read you what I said? I mean, I'm sure he consulted you too late, correct? Or, or didn't heed your advice. It
0: wasn't an issue, except that somebody else was already berating him about this, who shall remain nameless. And I who said to it? my friend, I said, you should have invited me to, I said, I, said, I wasn't going to say anything, but you should have invited me to an earlier meeting. Mm -hmm. tip
1: zero is never less than four well and really six six is like what you should get so here's the thing like i didn't find out until after even you had your visit right so mm-hmm. I, I found out super late, and John I and I helped you... a mutual friend with getting set up with a Synology. Yeah, and and you, uh, you bought like two TVs about consulting me, so you don't really have any like to stand. I
0: stopped asking either. you. I stopped asking you because you said you every say every year every year since seventy one, you said to me, <laughs> "Get it if you really need it, but it's really not a good time right now."
1: Every single time, uh, but but I was right all of those times. Um, <laughs> but, but the thing is, you uh, en- I don't mind because you ended up buying the TVs I would have recommended. You'd be anyway. such a good religious person.
0: The way that the way that your mind operates, such as it does, really would make you an awesome candidate for returning to the church. Because your 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 thinking has gone from scientific uh, to 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 magical to super magical. Not super magical.
1: Everything worked out perfectly. Mm. You got the, you got the televisions. I would have recommended anyway, which is why I'm not too it's burned so up black. about it. But just FYI, John,
0: John the Blacks. The Blacks are so black
1: if you, the, if, you none ever, if you ever you, you uh i mean what i would have said this time is hey the new ones that are coming out guess what the new ones are out so now your tv is not the latest and greatest anymore but that's fine because it's still
0: a good TV. yeah but you know what i would have you know what i would have i would
1: have, I would have had WebOS 6 which apparently sucks have you read yeah, about this yeah that, i'm kind of disappointed about that that but sucks. They, that really they, sucks because the the interface line lg tv is great as those things go they have actually made the panel better this time for the first time in like four years so I noticed a difference. Exciting. One of the things we took to the uh, well, as you might have seen, no, not like, yours, okay. not the one you have, the oh. one after you have, they changed the panel finally. Oh,
0: oh, no, I was just going to say that the um, like we took our Vizio from 2002, maybe three, but we got a Vizio from, you know, Costco a million years mm-hmm. ago, 1080. I, as in 1080, I don't understand <laughs> <laughs> why you consider mm-hmm. this. No. Yeah, great. This makes, yeah, it's a look real good. Can I get it in PAL. Um, but, uh, yeah, we took that to the dump and I was like, oh my God, this thing seemed impossibly modern when we got it, you know? And just compared to the one I've got now, I mean, the, the, the TV we have is comically thin, like hilariously thin. Like where's the rest of the TV thin? Is this a mechanical Turk thin?
1: One of the things at CES this year was a company, I believe it's actually Vizio. One of the Uh companies, their, their big thing that they're bragging about is they found a way to make the TV thinner. Well, finally, I'm glad somebody's going to so, finally so fix that. think about your TV and think- Can you make that, it lighter? That's <laughs> what I could really use is <laughs> yeah, lighter. Well, think that someone saw a TV like yours and said, but can you make it
0: thinner? I mean, John, it's maybe at the, at the most of it is the thinnest point and it's
1: maybe half an inch, probably less. I know. I, it's less. Yes, I know. I know how <laughs> thin they are. And when I heard that they had made it thinner, I'm like, people are going to snap it off accidentally. Like a and it's the
0: thing is it's on a 19 or whatever 17 pound base that base is yeah. super heavy so i finally put it back wanted to get it into position i wanted the apple tv to not be even slightly impeded and i am really the little extra few inches does make it more enjoyable just a little bit of extra distance but like it was so hard to move there was no and i was then i was like oh is it has it gotten gunky already it's just i think it's just that the feet are super duper sticky and then my impulse was to grab the top right and left corners and kind of go, e-aw, e-aw,
1: e-aw. <laughs> and you snap those suckers off like a cracker. Sure. Well, luckily, it still had the protective uh, coating on it. <laughs> That's not going to help. They put that on at the factory. <laughs> but then you'll be able to tape on the floppy little segments that you cracked off. <laughs> I wanted to show some, my daughter something on my phone yesterday. No,
0: no, it was, I want to show Madeline something. She's like, I don't want to look at that. I don't want to look at that. And I offered to put a piece of tape over the part where that would be. That would help um it's a really nice tv so you don't hate what i
1: got yeah no you got you got the best one you could have gotten at the time um but and the advice i would have given you is not that, that bad it's not that that bad no but but i would have said the new ones are gonna come out in like two yeah, months Yeah, but i don't did. want
0: that i don't want that interface
1: i know well you might it's get bad. it anyway you realize unless you're just I, I won't get it i'm gonna i'm gonna turn on my nord <laughs> they're not allowed in exactly yeah just try to
0: disconnect um i tried to follow this with you dorks on slack and the other slack um is the new upcoming future sorry lg has announced uh, a new monitor at ces which i guess is still a thing um and i saw you and Stepan talking about it uh it's just potentially a cause for hope it looks good
1: for as in computer monitor is that what the, you're uh, interested? the lg UltraFine. um yes no they did announce one uh no it's not well, there's a bunch of CES announcements. There are some 8K monitor oh, announcements. There's the, transpa- there you the sp-
0: transparent TV that everybody's been wanting.
1: Yeah, there's the transparent TV. There's 4K monitor announcements. Um, there's o- you know OLED uh, monitor announcements. But as far as I've been able to tell, the only an- announced computer monitor that is of interest to s- super high-end Mac nerds mm-hmm. is the 8K one. But I'm not Mm. even sure what it takes to drive that. I just
0: want one that's nice. So I'm going to get the 16 inch MacBook Pro the second it comes out because I want to replace my iMac. That means I'd like to have a monitor to like. And Marco has really salted my game on that potential LG monitor. He really super does not like that, the the current one.
1: Yeah. So I I haven't seen anything. I've seen a lot of exciting gaming monitors announced at CES, but in terms of monitors you'd want to hook up to a Mac, I haven't really seen any big game changers. Like there are 4K (laughs) OLEDs and you get excited about them, but they're. They're only 60 hertz instead of 120. I know, I guess that probably doesn't Ugh. matter if you're not going to game on it. But yeah, um, but it'll give you it'll give you a headache you don't understand. No, 60 hertz is fine. But um, like what games
0: you want? What am I thinking more. of? Back in the day when you see like VGA and this and like that was if you got what, yeah, and
1: CRTs. If you had a CRT at 60 hertz, you were going to get a headache. Oh. But uh, oh but, well, that uh, was bad. LCDs and OLEDs are not that bad. Like working through Venetian blinds.
0: Ah, <sighs> lordy. Um, does <laughs> does uh, monitor? Oh, I like this TV. I started running pixel refresher
1: like three times a week and i'm trying I, to watch less msnbc yeah that's 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 okay the thing. all right the pixel oh, refresher oh, is more like do, a, a a mantra or something but
0: uh, sure. all right fine fine but do, do we already talk about this that it's got the um the the try and deal with the bug in the corner of the screen yep, thing? the dimmer yep that's and you can say high or low it's very confusingly yep, named it's gonna help a little bit boy man I, i'll tell you the um and it's got the director uh or the, like the filmmaker mode pretty cool pretty cool
1: I think you mean Filmmaker Mode. Filmmaker it's all, Mode is in, all, in all, caps, all caps, I believe. That's the requirement oh, nice. of the of the consortium <laughs> spec, whatever. Stop it yelling! Be...
0: Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it, that does look pretty good. I usually go with, I, I'm constantly trying all the different ones, um, and I usually go with Cinema Home, which is like, um, also the, I think the OLED or the backlight or whatever it's called in this one must be brighter because we're having way fewer problems there's, with it. There's the no sun. backlight in it. Well, sorry, the amount of light uh, coming oh, from the TV. Yes. OLED. No, no. There's a setting for this. OLED brightness. Is yep, that what it's called? Yep. Yeah. And so the the non-black pixels will be, you know, uh, more popping. But yeah, Cinema Home works pretty great. You know what's interesting is on, I, I don't know if I'll find this for notes if I'll remember, but on the LG site, they go through this thing of recommended settings. And unless I read it very wrong, it's hilarious what their recommended settings are.
1: We want the recommended settings are if I'm reading this correctly as of a week. I or mean, two ago. I assume they want you to use all their terrible bogus features that how about, how the about turn all of it off? Oh, is that but that's the right. Yeah, that's the right answer. I'm surprised I they recommend I that. agree,
0: but they're like, oh, you know, do you want low, medium or high amount of super mega uh, pixel AI? And you're like, yeah. ah, it's just, no, just can kind I of not have that. Okay. Do you want true motion or do you want smooth motion or do you want moshi moshi? Like, which one of these do you want? And you're like, I don't want any of those. And like, good, you chose well. I'll see if I can find it for notes. But our tings, man, woof.
1: Now, see, the thing is, there will be a new one and then I'll feel bad. Or maybe, maybe it'll be like a Sony. Well, there is. Like, so it's C- it's CES this year. The big, uh, the big, it's not, I keep saying that. It doesn't sound CES. like hardly any improvement. Well, no, so I keep saying at CS, but there's no one actually at CS because it's all virtual or whatever. As but, far as you know. Yeah. Uh, so this year is big for OLEDs because LG has actually changed the panel at all, because for the previous many years, they hadn't changed the panel at all, and they'd just been more or less changing the the uh, the stuff that drives it. But every single TV manufacturer has latched on. Every year, there's some fad that they latch on to. And this year, it is, you, you kind of touched on it uh, before, AI image processing. <sighs> Which means I'll figure out that you're watching a comedy and I will adjust the picture and the sound to work well for comedy. And it's like, stop, don't try I to figure out if i watching I'll a comedy. give the scientific
0: basis behind this. Meep, zorp. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, we're gonna put it's, some science
1: sauce on it i mean it's machine learning to, to detect genre and stuff and say oh like when you're watching sports we'll make it sound like you're more in a stadium and it's like stop changing no. the picture and the sound just you show want the, me the you picture want the and eye the adaptive
0: sound. eye comfort mode do you want yeah. that like I'll, no i'll no,
1: sharpen no. the edges more when i yes, detect sharp. a tree what, what is that? and i'll smooth people's faces when i detect a face and it's like absolutely not None of these features should
0: exist. Yeah, there's one of those where it'll like it'll selectively dim parts of the screen if it thinks it's too
1: bright for the conditions you're in. Like, mm-hmm. oh man, let's you know, let's not guess at that. You know, let's yeah. not do that. And so it's it's such a nightmare. It's like it's, I, I know, like uh, you know, Christopher Nolan. And everyone's like, I don't want people watching my movies on phones. You shouldn't want them watching on TVs because the TVs are trying to guess that you have a scene that involves broccoli and then sharpening the broccoli specifically. But there are people
0: that turn store mode on.
1: It's so bad. And the sound, trying you know to move I mean? the sound around and change the sound stage based yeah, on don't who's speaking that. in the scene and well, whether it's in a recall stadium. recall perhaps
0: that I think, yeah, you were on this on the Slack where I was like, look, you know, the router that I have does not do VPNs. And I, I want a, I want a network level VPN. But I've heard about this thing, I guess there's VPN pass through, but there are ways to basically have a firewall that runs between your router and your modem. And I'm, I'm curious in learning about that because... I can't even tell you how much stuff I never want LG to have access to. You know, they do all that stuff like acoustic. I know this sounds like QAnon stuff, but acoustic footprinting and stuff, Mm -hmm. fingerprinting. There's all this wackadoo stuff. And then that's also they can serve you an ad on the page where the apps live.
1: And it's like, oh, God, it's so gross. They probably sell it, you know, to like Comcast or whatever. And that's how they make their money because they don't make enough money on the TVs. It's all all already made based on selling your information. Yeah. so. So anyway, this year at CES, as I mean, I have that article from, I think, 2013, which is uh, which is, uh, titled CES colon worst products through software. And that <laughs> trend continues. Um, basically, the task for consumers every year is now you have a new thing to find out how to turn off on your television. It's also frustrating.
0: Um, I need to go to the bathroom and then we're going to record. Everybody, um, <clears throat> happy, uh, happy uh, New Year, such as it is. And yeah. Uh, we're recording this on tuesday january 12th at uh I don't know, 11 11 p.m uh eastern time so i really don't know quite where the world will be when this comes out but i hope that we're here and i hope that you're here and uh i'm very grateful that we've had another a uh, year with all of you and uh if you want to hear us talk about some secret things and get a relay uh fm slash rd anything
1: else i think that's it